Three billion human lives ended on August 29, 1997. The survivors of the nuclear fire called the war Judgment Day. They lived only to face a new nightmare, the war against the machines. controlled the machines, Skynet, sent two Terminators back through time. Their mission, to destroy the leader of the human resistance, John Connor, my son. The first Terminator was programmed to strike at me in the year 1984, before John was born. It failed. The second was set to strike at John himself when he was still a child. As before, the Resistance was able to send a lone warrior, a protector for John. It was just a question of which one of them would reach him first. podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sherry, and this is my husband, David. On this episode, we will cover the 1991 film Terminator 2, Judgment Day. So, okay, I guess we'll begin how we usually do, and I guess since this is your pick, um, we'll go into your uh, history with this film first. Uh, when did you first see this one? Um, I didn't see it in the theater. Oh. I don't think I did. I don't remember seeing it in the theater. So it was on VHS. So this is just one you rented mm-hmm. at the video probably store. Probably rented it and probably only saw it one time. 
you know, until we could rent it again or whatever. I'm trying to remember. I think this was back at the time where you could actually buy a videotape relatively cheap. But I would guess you just probably rented mm-hmm. it, took it back, and then yeah. whatever. So I guess your first impressions of it were pretty positive. Yeah, because it was very popular and it was everywhere. Oh, yeah. And it came out. Yes. And, you know, I was, it had a huge, you know, MTV presence with Guns N' Roses. You will be mine. Yeah. Yes. That song, you know, I, I would watch music videos all the time and it was like on every other, you know, every yeah. 15 minutes they would play it. Yeah. MTV was like the regular radio where they will play a popular song literally every mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Yep. Easy. Yeah. I agree with that. So, so that's pretty much uh, what, what you got there? Yeah, because, I mean, actually, i probably seen this one more than I ever did the original. Yeah. Like, I saw the original. I was pretty young when it came out. I struggled sometimes to remember things in it because I didn't see it as many times. Oh, well, that's, that's understandable. So, really, technically, this was more popular in my head. Oh, of course. And, than the and original. A, and, I mean, I can kind of see, see where you're coming from. Right? But they're linked. You need to see the first one. Yeah, I'm going to get into that in a little bit you know when we kind of do a little brief thing on the first one but yeah i mean i could i can totally understand that but that's what you Mm -hmm. got okay well my history is of course this film came out about a month after i graduated high school and i remember going opening day to see this and i was pumped for this movie because i seen the trailer a teaser trailer the previous year before total recall which was arnold's previous film and it showed the Terminator being made and everything like that. And and uh, you can watch it on YouTube. And I seen that trailer and I was like, my eyes just probably were the biggest saucers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh boy, so it's actually really happening. And then, of course, I heard little news about it here and there. And then I finally came to the day I got to see it. And needless to say, this is going to be a movie, another one I'm going to just put it out there. Don't expect a bad review. No. Of this one for me. Mm. Nope. So I'm going mm. to tip my hand early here <laughs> and say I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. Because I remember I seen it again the next day in the theater. <clears throat> and I think I went and seen this film. If my memory is correct, I seen this film a grand total of five times in a theater while it was there. Wow. I loved it. I, I, had the ter- I had a Terminator t-shirt. I still got Terminator trading cards. There was a Terminator game for Nintendo that I played. I mean, wow. uh, and you might not even remember this. There was a Subway. At Subway, mm-hmm. they had a Terminator meal. That. The cup. Yeah, and the cup. I think I had that cup. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this was like a big deal. Yeah. This movie was like a big deal, and I loved it. I mean, it met my expectations and in many ways exceeded them. I would have been in middle school. So, you would have been, what, maybe 7th, 8th grade maybe mm-hmm. when this came out? Yeah. But... I don't know. I mean, that's my pretty much my history right there. I've owned this film in various incarnations. I had it on videotape, and of course, I got the DVD. I didn't buy the Blu-ray this out, and from what I've heard, avoid it. Why? Because they did something what they call digitally scrubbed the film to where it makes everybody look like they're wax figures, and it takes a lot of the detail out of the picture. So no Blu-ray? Yeah, there is a Blu-ray. Oh. You can buy it. But I, from what all accounts, I, it's not highly recommended. Oh, so you don't have a copy of this? On Blu-ray, no. Oh, wow. Well, I do, but it's of the old version. Oh. Yeah, because I don't know if you remember when they put this back out in theaters in 3D. Yeah, they did that to it and messed um, it up. Hmm. Um, 
So I just like no, no. <laughs> when when they do a better version of it, I'll I'll probably pick it up then. But that's pretty much my history here. And I guess if you don't have any more to say, we'll drop the trailer here and go into the cast and crew. Same make. These were taken at the West Highland Police Station, 1984. You were there. Same model. These were taken today. You have to let me see my son. He's in great danger. New mission. Once, he was programmed to destroy the future. You don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. Now, his mission... Get down! ...is to protect it. Come with me if you want to live. You're really real. His loyalty is to a child. Who sent you? You did. 35 years from now. And his enemy... He's a Terminator like you, right? Not like me. ...is the deadliest machine ever built. Can it be destroyed? Unknown. This time, there are two. Terminator 2. Just can't go around killing people. Why? If you thought you had seen it all, look again. Stay down. Go now. We gotta stick together. Schwarzenegger. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. This time, he's back. For good. Trust me. Okay, and uh, cast and crew for Terminator 2, Judgment Day, 1991. We're going to start off with director James Cameron, who is, of course, known to direct, uh, he directed the original Terminator, uh, True Lies, The Abyss, Aliens, and Titanic, and Avatar. And of course, he directed part of a film, or most of the film, Piranha 2, The Spawning, which is a sight to behold. <laughs> um, and I think, as of, as of this recording, I think his second Avatar movie will be out at some point here in the near future if i remember correctly so he's still working today yeah, this year yeah that's what i thought i thought it was supposed to be out sometime later this year then we move on to a, a returning star to the movie clinic podcast arnold schwarzenegger who returns in his role as the terminator and of course you know you know him from films such as conan the original terminator uh the running man which is the film we covered what was that in our first five episodes of this uh, podcast? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, the Last Stand, uh, Predator, and Last Action Hero. And I think he still works now for the most part, but maybe not quite as steady as he did there back at this time. Was he like the governor of California for yeah, a while? Yeah, he was the governor, and he kind of dropped out of filmmaking there while he was doing that, of course. But I think he still does stuff, but not quite as much now. And uh, then we move on to Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. 
and uh, she was been in films such as Black Moon Rising, King Kong Lives, uh, Children of the Corn, and of course she was in the original Terminator, <coughs> Mr. Destiny, and uh, Ter- Terminator Dark Fate, which is the most recent Terminator film. You know what I liked her in? Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast the TV, TV show. show. Yep, I had yeah. that down right here. And uh, she was in uh, the film Dante's Peak with Pierce Brosnan. But yeah, I do remember that Beauty and the Beast show because she was... Her Ron char- Perlman? Yeah, and her character was killed in the second season, third oh, really? season. Uh, she wanted to leave the show for some reason at the time. And mm. they killed her character off and they brought in somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still don't... I, I can't remember why she did, but I do remember that. And that's pretty much what I have on her. And uh, next we have Edward Furlong as John Connor. And he's been in such films as American History X, Night of the Demons. It was a remake of Night of the Demons, and he was in that. Uh, Detroit Rock City and The Crow Wicked Prayer, which is pretty bad. Mm. Yeah, that was a pretty bad movie. He was uh, your, didn't you say he was like your, uh, you had a crush on him? Yes, yeah, a huge one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if he still works pretty steady or not. I don't really see him in much of anything nowadays. Uh, so. It looks like he's producing some stuff, but he's yeah. in 2019, Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. And it was just a reference, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think they digitally made him into a character in that. Just, you he's know. got three things in pre-production, but it doesn't have years. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I wasn't sure. But uh, and then next we uh, have Robert Patrick as the T one thousand, and he's been in films such as Firewall, uh, The Marine, uh, Balls of Fury, The Faculty, Zero Tolerance, and Copland. And uh, he, of course, was on the X Files there for uh, two or three years. He replaced uh, David Duchovny when he left the show, mm. and he was on there for a while. And I was looking up as of right now at this moment, he's got 165 credits. Yeah. So he's a he's a working man considering mm-hmm. at the time I think he got this part in this movie, he was homeless basically living out of his car. Wow. So this movie, I guess, kind of what you say, kind of uh, jump started his career. And the last person I have here is Joe Morton as Miles Dyson. And he's been in films such as uh, Speed, uh, Justice League, American Gangster, The Night Listener, Paycheck, and Blues Brothers 2000. And he's one of them I still see pop up pretty steady and stuff. I mean, he might not have a big part in it, but he's he's there. Uh, do you have anybody you want to throw in there? Anything you want to add? No. Okay. Well, I guess before we go into this film, we might need to do a little brief thing on the original Terminator for the right. people who haven't seen it. So I'm going to try to give a um, cut and dry description of the original. Basically, there's a war in the future, 2029, where the humans are against machines. At the start of the film, you see a person coming back. He just appears. And you find out it's a Terminator. And he's looking for someone named Sarah Connor. And then we cut to another scene late, a little bit later, where there's a guy that appears too, but you can tell he's human, and his name is Kyle Reese. Yeah. And he's looking for Sarah Connor. 
And then, of course, as time goes on through the movie, you realize this Terminator is there to kill Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese is there to protect her. Yeah. And what you find out is the reason this is happening is Sarah is going to give birth to the future leader that's going to destroy the machine. So they sent the Terminator back to kill her before she even gives birth or even conceives the child. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And of course, as time goes on, they're chased by the Terminator and her and Kyle are chased. And you find out Kyle came back from the future because John gave her him a picture of his mom and he fell in love with her through the picture. And of course, you come to see that John is actually his son. Of course, at the end, they Kyle is killed. Sarah destroys the Terminator. Right. At the end of the movie, she's, she, pregnant. she's pregnant and she drives mm-hmm. off into a unknown kind of future, you know, or a future that she knows is going to happen. And that's where we will end up picking up with this film. I mean, personally, I mean, to just give my little quick review of the Terminator, I totally love it. You know, I mean, we didn't get a chance to cover that one here, but to me, it's an exceptional movie to me, and yeah, probably kind of like sci-fi, but kind of horror. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of a slasher movie mm-hmm. in some ways if you really look at it, and it's just it's um it's a great movie, and it is one of those films that if you try to watch this one before Terminator 2, I think you would be kind of lost. And I don't think you would get quite the impact out of it Mm -hmm. either. I mean, do you have any thoughts on the original before we jump into Terminator 2? Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I said, if for the three or four people that's probably listening to this who's never seen Terminator or Terminator 2, definitely watch the first one before you watch this one because you'll get more out of it. And they both are really like one big movie. But that's a quick rundown of the uh, original so we'll jump into um, into the sequel here. Do you want to lead in? Or? Yeah. Okay, go right ahead. Um, it kind of starts out with like a scene that's showing like um, like probably like the middle of the day. There's lots of tra- it's L.A. So there's lots of traffic. Just showing like the busyness of the world. Yeah, like the day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything's like this happens every day. Yes. Then it kind of, I think, doesn't it show like a playground with kids? Yep, on, I think uh, some girls on the swing set and just, you know, yeah. kids playing like it's, like you were saying, normal day. Then we kind of hear a voiceover. Well, things start to, I guess what you would call, kind of freeze. And then we kind of cut to the future. Oh, yeah, Los Angeles 2029. Yes. And what we have here is something that she says the world talking about when the world came to end you hear this is sarah connor and she's talking about uh the war against the machines it shows kind of like heaps of bones everywhere yeah that's one of the images from this film and the original that always stuck with me is that these like i think they're called these like tank kind of things that they have are just rolling over piles of human bones there's lots of cars that that were probably in that yeah on the highway like that yeah. and they just got burned up yeah and we're seeing what this future war looks like because there are terminators there without their skin there and they're holding guns firing and their soldiers advancing on them and you have these things flying around i think they were called hks 
uh, hunter killers, I think is what they were called in the original film. And they're flying around shooting at these soldiers too. And you just have, I don't know if this scene is meant to be the last stand where the humans finally kind of got the the best of them. I can't really tell or if this is just one of the many battles that they had. But you're seeing this. And I mean, I have to admit, when I was watching this again before the podcast, I hadn't watched this film in a few years. And watching it again, these effects still hold up really well for the time period. Mm -hmm. Just to put that out there. And then, of course, we see a man kind of walking up to get, um, a, I guess, a view of everything. Mm-hmm. And he's handed a pair of binoculars and he walks up. And then you hear in a voiceover, you find out this is John Connor. And Sarah says that, you know, in 1984, Terminator was sent back in time to kill me. But then a second Terminator was sent back to kill John when he was just a child. And then she mentions that there was a lone protector who was sent to protect John. And he said, and she says mainly it's just depends on who gets to him first. And then we cut to the credits. And of course we got the great score by Brad Fidel, which I always loved the Terminator score. Oh, I mean, yeah. those are so good, but you have that playing over the credits. And then we cut to, I guess this is like a parking lot at night because there's like a 18 wheeler trailers and everything out yeah. there. We cut to that. Everything's kind of still quiet, nothing out of the ordinary. And then all of a sudden the wind and everything starts mm-hmm. to blow lightning. And, and lightning starts to form and everything. And you're like, okay, what's going on here? And then there's like this, almost like a ball. Yeah, it it's appears like a portal or, a portal or a ball. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to describe. They never really get into this in the movies. It's just a time thing. Yeah. But basically it just, after it's all said and done, all this uh, stops to wind and everything. There's a man there mm-hmm. and he's got no clothes on. <laughs> yep. And it's just like kneeled down. And of course he raises up and this is a determinator. And he's uh, just scanning the area, you know, like he does, I guess, looking around. And he just starts walking toward this, I guess, this bar. Yeah, and he goes in and there's, you know, people playing pool and yeah, listening to music and well, just kind of hanging out. I do like before he goes into the bar that he's looking at the motorcycles and he's literally scanning every motorcycle yeah. to see what make and what model it is yeah. and everything else. It's mm-hmm. like he scans literally everything around him. I always kind of like that where he's just in there like, you know, he knows where everything well, is. He knows what size he needs. and Yeah, that's what I'm thinking that that was too. But then, yeah, it's like you saying, he just walks into the bar. And of course, what a naked man walking <laughs> into a bar. All the waitresses uh, are like, ooh. Ooh, yeah, you know. <laughs> But you notice they're not too surprised by it. So maybe this has happened before in there for all you know. And this looks like a kind of a, I guess what you say, kind of a biker bar, Mm -hmm. I guess. Because that's really all you kind of see in here, most part, is bikers. And he's doing the same thing he was doing outside. He's walking by all these people. He's scanning their size. So, like, he needs someone that's his size. Yeah, scanning. The clothes. Because he's naked. Yeah, yeah. Then that's what you do. Acquire clothing. He finds a guy that's like long hair. He's playing pool. Yeah. Wearing like a leather outfit. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like leather pants, mm-hmm. leather jacket and all this kind of stuff. And he scans this guy. Perfect match. Mm-hmm. He just walks up to him. He says, I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. Yeah. And then everybody in the bar just kind of looks and just starts laughing. <laughs> 
And I know the biker guy just looks at him and says, well, you know, you didn't say please. And he puts his cigar out, out on his, his chest. Bare chest. And he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. The Terminator just stands there and the guy sitting there just keeps pushing it in and nothing's <laughs> happening. And this is when the Terminator basically just causes mayhem in there. He grabs that guy's arm and mm-hmm. just basically almost... I think he throws him into the kitchen. And there's a guy standing behind him with a pool stick and hits him in the head with a pool stick. Yeah, and he tosses him. He just basically just tosses people everywhere (laughs) and breaks people's arms. Stabs one guy through the arm, I think. The one biker he throws through the kitchen and he lands on the stove. That's the one he wants his clothes. Yeah, and he's got his hands on the stove and his stove's burning his hands. Yeah. And he just makes short work of these guys oh yeah because i remember there was one guy who was about to ju- jump in and he thought better of it you know when the terminator just turned around and looked at him and he thought better of it he's just like no i don't want none of this you don't your butt with. yeah so he took off and then the terminator walks into the kitchen to the guy that he you know needed his clothes and the guy just uh throws him the keys to his motorcycle too and he's like take it yeah and of course he he will take it and then the Terminator walks out, and then we got a uh, uh, "Bad to the Bone" playing by George Thorogood, <laughs> yeah. and he's got a uh, you know he's got his leather on. He just hops on the motorcycle and cranks it up, and then the, the I guess this is the owner of the bar walks out with a shotgun. He should have just let it be. Yeah, he should have. <laughs> and he just fires it up in there and tells him, you know, I can't let you take this guy's bike. Okay. And Terminator just kind of looks back at him, walks up to him, and you think, oh, he's going to fuck this guy up. <laughs> and he just, in one quick motion, just snatches the shotgun out of the guy's hand before he can even blink. And this owner's like, oh, shit, he's going to kill me now. He's going to kill me. And then Terminator just reaches real quick in, those po- in the guy's pocket and grabs some sunglasses, sunglasses. out, puts them on, walks down, gets on the motorcycle, and he just takes off into the night. You know, you're like, okay, well, he's there and he's looking for something now. And then after that, we cut to a scene. I guess this is kind of, I want to say it almost looked like a rail yard, like a railroad yard or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really tell exactly. Well, it's the same place he came through, wasn't it? No, it wasn't the same. It was, it was almost someplace different because I'm assuming. It's it like didn't. an overpass. Yeah, it might have been an overpass. I that was where he was. No, he was at a bar. It was like out in the parking lot in a bar, the Terminator. No, I'm talking about where he came in. Oh, the... The portal. Yeah. Same place. The T-1000? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It looked like it looked like what you said. It actually looked like an underpass now that you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I think that was what it was. But um, uh, there's a cop there, and all of a sudden there's a disturbance. And, of course, it's something similar to how the Terminator appeared. Wind, and then there's lightning, and then... You know, we have something similar there. And the cop is kind of just walking around investigating. And then this uh, naked man comes up and dispatches him pretty quick. I mean, this cop is taken down. You can't tell how he's taken down, but this thing takes him down pretty quick. And then next thing you know, you see this man. He's dressed as a cop. And he walks over to the police car and just uh, gets inside and looks at the computer in the car and he looks up the name John Connor and I think it gives him his address. Okay, now this one right here has um has uh, I guess the info to go actually go find him. Yeah, it shows, you know, it shows who his mother was there and you then go. who his 
fall I guess who he lives with is would be his, his foster fa- parents. His foster parents. And yes. the dress that he's at. Yes, yes. So it then jumps directly to that house. Yes. Um, there's a woman coming out and she's getting the paper out of the grass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of just like a normal, you know, suburban neighborhood. Yeah, so just a normal suburb area, yeah. And, and then this is where we see John outside. Yeah, he's outside with a little buddy, and they're working on his little, uh, it's not a moped, it's a dirt bike. Yeah, I, yeah. It's kind of a dirt bike. Yeah, it's kind of a dirt bike. Um, She's telling him he needs to go clean his room, and he just starts revving the, the engine. engine so that he's can't hear yeah what she's it, saying it's almost like he's literally just little, trying to ignore her on jackass. yeah yeah so she goes in and she tells her husband who's sitting on the couch drinking beer yeah really yeah not doing anything yeah she tells him that he doesn't even listen to her anymore and that he hasn't cleaned his room in like a month and the hate i think he first told her because she stood right in front of the tv and he was like get out of the way of the tv you know he wasn't mm-hmm. listening to her yeah yeah and then he finally gets up like, oh, God, he's got to do something. Yeah, yeah. And he goes out and he tells, John, I think John is, like, leaving just as he comes out the door. And he's like, do what your mother says. And John turns around and says, she's not my mother, Todd. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah and that's where you get the idea that, no, these are definitely his foster, foster parents. Foster parents, and he doesn't get along with them. Yeah, and he doesn't think much of them, that's for sure. How old is he? Here now, that's something. He's Forty-five in twenty-nine. How would that make him? Did they say he was in his forties? Yeah, it said forty-five in this. Really? Um, so twenty-nine. I would say he's probably thirteen. Yeah, I think he was supposed to be thirteen, fourteen. I, the weird thing is, I hear somewhere between eleven and thirteen, but yeah. I never really know. You exactly. can't tell. Yeah, you can't tell. Yeah. The, the the time thing on this uh, is kind of weird as far as his age so i always go somewhere between 11 and 13 he takes off with his old buddy and then we uh cut to i guess i want i forgot to write a name down this place it's a mental facility pescadero yeah yeah or tescadero pescadero is one of the two and then we cut to a character we seen in the original terminator dr silberman and he's walking around talking about his uh, patient. I guess he's doing walk-arounds with maybe some new staff or just some people that he's consulting with. Yeah. And, and he just, talks about Sarah. Yeah, and he's just being really... Like, they're looking at him like they're cattle or something. You know, they're yeah. just looking in the windows at all the patients. Like, they don't... Like, they're not real people. Yeah, and Silberman has this kind of condescending attitude when he's talking about Sarah, about, you know, how her delusions and what they are mm-hmm. about you know how she thinks this terminator came back through time to try to kill her and there's this war i mean he's just being very like okay she's a, she's a nut job this is the first time it shows her like in the very first one she was very feminine she was very girly yeah you know, not very tough no no this the first time it shows her she's straight up doing uh, pull-ups. Well, that's on the, the one side thing. Of the bed. I'm on. I can get into this real quick while we're talking just about this. Yeah. I loved how her character progressed. What she was talking about, because yeah. in the original film, she started out as just this little mm-hmm. meek waitress 
who even says, you know, she isn't tough or organized. She can't even balance her checkbook, right. from what I remember she said in that. But then by the end of the original Terminator, she had grown strength. Yeah, she's very muscular. She's very tough. And then in this one, you see it jumped up even further because I think, uh, what was she doing? She was doing pull-ups, pull-ups. on a bed that she set up to the side. She spin it up sideways so that it would be taller and she could pull herself up on it. Linda Hamilton got ripped. Yes, she was for this very movie. muscular. Yeah, um, she got very ripped, and she got to know how to use guns pretty well for this mm-hmm. movie. And you'll yeah. see it when you're watching this. Yeah, she uh, is doing pull-ups, and then uh, Doctor Silberman is actually showing the patients, you know, her to the patients, and she <laughs> just turns around and she says, uh, "Hello, Doctor Silberman. How's the knee? How's the knee?" And he's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. And then he turns <laughs> she to the stabbed people. him weeks yeah, she, ago. Yeah, she said he, uh, she stabbed me in the knee with a pen. And, um, uh, yeah, that shows that she, needless to say, doesn't have a good relationship with her doctor, to no. put it mildly. And then next, uh, we cut back to uh, the foster parents' house. And they get a knock at the door. And, you know, they open the door up, and there's the T-1000 there in a cop uniform. Is that scene before he was getting the money on the... I think that's... Uh, I had that after this scene. Okay, maybe this one's but, been in it. But it might be... I mean, either way. Yeah, yeah. I think they're... Because I think this was the scene there. He asked for, you know, if John has been here. Is John here? And they say, no, he took off. And they say, well, do you have a picture? He asked, do you have a picture of John? And then they go get one, and he kind of just looks it over. I guess now he is a visual. He knows uh, what he looks like, and he says, can he keep the picture? And I think when he, didn't he run his name? He had, he had a record. Yeah. Like stealing and, you know, trespassing and just being a little, you know. Juvie. Juvie. And she also mentioned that a guy on a, a big guy on a bike came to see him. Yeah, he's look looking for him too. And so she said, that's the Terminator. Like, yeah, and uh, she says, do we have anything to worry about from that? And that T-1000 was like, no, I wouldn't worry he about says, him. no, have a nice day. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about him. Have a nice day. He's so nice. Yeah, and then this is the scene where we cut to where John and his uh, little buddy, his little red-headed buddy, he's yeah. got some kind of thing hooked up to an ATM. He can steal, like, a card. And then he puts it in the ATM, and then it, it has this thing that's connected to it. Yeah. Then he runs it, and it'll give him the PIN number. Yeah, just run. Yeah, there you go. Gets like $300 out. Yeah, uh, $300 of money that was probably somebody else's money. So he's <laughs> I would have done more. Uh, yeah, I know. I lost it. Well, 300 bucks back in 91 was true. actually a good little bit of money. And then he uh, they get the money. They go back to the dirt bike, and they're, he's putting the money into his bag. And then his friend pulls out a picture of uh his mom yeah this is the same picture from the original that john gave to kyle in the future this is the same picture because it's in like a little baggy kind of a cellophane bag yeah and he says "Uh, is this your mom and john's like yeah she's like at the mental institution she's like crazy she's just crazy he doesn't seem to have a high opinion of his mom at all and then they're just like, well, let's just get out of here and let's go to, you know, I think they're going to the mall, to the arcade or something. Yeah. And then they take off. And then you see not too far away after they're driving off, the Terminator himself on his motorcycle is kind of on their trail because yeah. he isn't too far behind them. You sit there and think, okay, well, which one of these is going to get to him first? And then we cut back to the mental hospital and Sarah is watching a videotape of herself. 
probably like a previous interview that yes. I did with her, and she's telling him about everything that's you yeah. know going to happen in the future, and and you can see that she is nuts in mm-hmm. some ways. I mean, it drove now, her She's nuts. telling what she knows, but they think she's crazy. Well, you could see that just this knowledge is driving her crazy. Yeah, and because, that nobody believes her. I mean, I guess you have to look at it like, if you knew in your mind the day the world ends mm-hmm. and or the day you die and uh-huh. you knew how it was going to happen. And nobody believes And nobody you. believes you. How <laughs> would you be about that? Yep. Yeah, so... I mean, I guess maybe calling her crazy is the wrong word. I just think that it's just it's just too much of a weight to carry. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in that video. And, of course, she's sitting there watching herself smoking a cigarette, which, smoke, uh, God, it's weird to see people smoking in the films, you know, at times now because they don't do it anymore. But then, you know, after they cut it off and she says, well, I'm, you know, he, she tells the doctor, well, I'm much better now. I have kind of clarity. I don't believe in all this anymore. And she says, you know, it's been six months. She said, I would like to see my son. And the doctor is sitting there just really what happens in this scene. The doctor's like, I just don't feel like you're better. You know, you've tried to escape before. Mm-hmm. If we put you in minimum security, you're going to try to escape. And she wants to see John. Yeah, she says she needs to protect him. And then the doctor just looks at her like, I'm sorry, but he says, I'm going to just have to keep you under evaluation for another six months. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of closes the file on it, closes the book on it, and that's just where he stands. And she basically attacks him. Yeah, she goes from this very calm person to almost like this violently kind of feral person just mm-hmm. in a snap of a finger, which is kind of startling when mm-hmm. you look at it. Yeah. And it takes, what, about like two or three orderlies to hold her ass down and give her... bring in a needle and... Give her sedative yeah. and put her ass Calm out. Her down. Yeah, because, well, I mean, she flips her shit. <laughs> I mean, she really does. And I think, it, I can't remember if it was during this scene or after this scene, but I have it down here. This is... The point where we first we go to Cyberdyne Systems. And this is where we meet uh, Miles Dyson. And this is like your typical kind of, I guess what you'd call kind of a lab area. Kind of, um, I don't know, I guess what's the word you'd describe it. It's like te- technological lab. Okay. We see him just like walking around, you know, getting some stuff together. He has some other guy. They have to walk over there and they have to have a, each have a key. Yeah, because this other guy comes up to him and says he needs something. Yeah, from the uh, yeah. from the other room, and I think to get in there, they both have to have a key and turn turn the key at the same time to open the door. And they walk in there, and what we see in that room is a Terminator arm yeah. from the original film. The only thing that was probably left of it, mm-hmm. and then he pushes a button and this little thing slides out a wall and there's like a small chip. Little chip. It's like a broken chip. You can see the end just broke off of it. And Dyson is just looking at this arm. I, I guess he's still mesmerized by I'd be mesmerized by that if I found something yeah. like that. Because, you know, you'll come to find out later why he is. Then we cut to a scene of John and his friend. They are riding I guess it's down in what would you call it? Kind of an aqua aqueduct kind of place. They're riding their dirt bike. They're down there riding. And, of course, they're playing uh, uh, some heavy metal. I think it's the Guns N' Roses song that you was talking about earlier. Yeah. The Terminator is riding up on the freeway. 
And he sees him. And he's like driving and hears the music and he hears this dirt bike and he just turns his head and looks. And then he spots spots. And him. he does that typical skin. Yeah. And he gets a yeah. like target. <laughs> yeah. And then Terminator just literally does a U-turn in the road and just literally <laughs> stares and does like a car wreck behind him and he's just like oblivious to mm-hmm. it. And at the same time, after this, we cut back to the T-1000 and he's talking to a couple of girls like outside. I guess it's outside this mall or something. Yeah, it's out like in the walk area, like that's outside of all the stores. And uh, they say they know John and they said he he might be at the the Galleria at the mall. Arcade. And then the T-1000 is like, oh, the Galleria. So, okay, now he knows where they're going. So he's headed in that direction too. And then we cut to the mall and uh, John and his buddy are there playing uh, video games Mm -hmm. in the mall. You know, spending 300 bucks on video games, which is, wow. Um, (laughs) That's something else. As they're doing that, we kind of cut to the mall. We see the T-1000 walking around in the mall, just kind of scanning the crowd, looking around to see if he finds him. And we see the Terminator walking through a mall, which is very strange. A big guy in leather and sunglasses on, carrying a box with roses in roses it. In a it. big, long mm-hmm. box with roses in it. And he's walking around. And then we cut back to the arcade, and uh, his friend uh, says, well, I'm going to go get some more quarters. He tells John, I'm going to go get some more quarters here. And then he's mm-hmm. like, okay. And as he's walking away, the T-1000's already in the arcade yeah. showing picture of John. Have you seen him? Have you seen him? No, no. And then uh, the T-1000 stops his friend and shows him a picture like, have you seen him? He's like, no. no I no. don't know him. Yeah, he says, I don't know him. He directly like runs to John and tells him, yeah. there's a cop looking for you. Yeah, he says, uh, John, hey, there's a cop over there looking for mm-hmm. you. And then John looks over and sees him. And his friends tells him, like, go ahead, I'll buy you, help buy you some time. And John takes off. And then one of the girls, uh, and just as that time, the T-1000 shows a picture to somebody says, oh, yeah, that's him right down there. And then yeah. T-1000 looks, and he just, t- he kind of gets into a full, yeah. strong walk. And then, of course, John's friend tries to um, <laughs> stop him, like, hey, I think I've seen that kid. He just showed the showed T-1000. like three or four kids out of his yeah, way. Yeah, because he's got his objective now, and he's after him. And John has taken off into like a hallway yeah it's like it looks like employees only kind of area he's not supposed to be in there a back area yes corridor yeah service corridor there you go yeah he's uh going through there he's about to go around the corner and then the terminator walks around one end of the hallway and he's got his uh thing with roses and he pulls it open and the roses in there is a big that shotgun big he got shotgun. from he got from that uh, bar owner, and he cops the gun, and you think oh shit, and then he's about to turn around and go down the other end of the hallway, and then the T one thousand rounds that other side with his yeah. gun pulled, and John mm-hmm. is right there in the middle. Yeah, and you're you just don't like, know which is good and which uh, is bad. Yeah, uh, and that's one of the things I kind of regret about this movie because yeah. when you went to go see it in the theater, you already knew Arnold was the good guy. Yeah, it would have been cool if they could have. Hid Held that. that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so when you're watching a movie, like, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy Because, you know, in the last one, the Terminator was bad. So that would have been cool, but uh, anyway. AT uh, tells John, get down. Get down. Yeah, and then John drops to the floor, and he fires at this T-1000. And it's almost like when he shoots it, it's almost like it's a liquid mm-hmm. thing. It just, like, puffs out. 
and it's not like it does uh, a lot of damage really then the t-1000 starts to fire his pistol and then a guy kind of is coming out this <laughs> poor, poor poor guy just gets mowed down by the pistol <laughs> random dude yeah and uh terminator grabs john and moves him in front of john he basically has his back to the t-1000 and the t-1000 is just firing his gun into the mm-hmm. terminator and it's just bouncing off of him and he's like holding john in front of him blocking him from the gunfire and bless the little kid's heart that plays john yeah. edward furlong his voice is changing at this time oh it was yeah his voice is very creaky and squeaky well yeah that's true yells. yeah that's true i didn't <laughs> think about that till you said it that's right as they're firing, you know, when the T-1000 uh, is changing the clip in his gun, the Terminator busts the door open and pushes John through the door. It's like an exit door, like a fire door. And then Terminator just turns around in one motion with a shotgun and just fires into this uh, T-1000 before he can get the gun reloaded. And he keeps firing into him. You see these puffs of like metal coming out of him. And then the T-1000 drops. And Terminator's starting to reload his gun. And then you see these things just start to disappear disappear like reform Mm -hmm. into like he wasn't even damaged then he just jumps up and he wrestles the gun out of you know basically the terminator's hand they're fighting they're like throwing each other into walls and stuff like that and this uh t-1000 is tossing this terminator around like he's nothing and he uh takes the terminator just picks him up and throws him outside of this mall uh store yeah through the glass through the glass <laughs> then the t-1000 just walks off and the terminator is it takes him a second to get up but then he gets up and there's this guy uh, standing there mashing his camera because you hear his camera clicking <laughs> you know i guess it's like holy shit what just happened and his ca- camera's just clicking and then Terminator gets up and is in pursuit. But that must have been the person that gave that to the news. No, that's yeah. one when you see later on yeah. in the, the pictures. Yeah, that's where they came from. Then we cut to John. He's down into the parking garage. Yeah, he's trying to get his little dirt bike to crank up. It won't, you know, he knows that either one of them could be coming for him. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, he's having trouble starting up. And the T-1000 appears uh, not far away from him. Yeah. And about that time, he finally gets it crank- cranked. And takes off, and this T-1000 is running after him. I mean, and he's damn pretty right. fast. Yeah, he is very fast, and he damn near catches him. But then John literally gets out onto the road just before uh, the T-1000 catches him, and he's damn near hit by an 18-wheeler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, that I remember first time I seen that scene in the theater on the big screen. I mean, I just like literally tensed up because, God, it looked so close. Mm-hmm. I would have, oh, I'd have flipped out. Then the T-1000 actually jumps up onto this uh, 18-wheeler, and he opens the door up and grabs the driver out and pulls him out and just throws him out into the road. <laughs> yep. And now he's in the in the 18-wheeler. And the T-1000, uh, next thing you know, um, yeah, like I said, he's chasing John, and then we see the Terminator actually coming out of them all on his motorcycle, and he's in pursuit now. Yeah. So basically, John has two people chasing, or two machines chasing him now. <laughs> yep. And this, uh, I have to admit, this chase scene that is done in this movie is just excellent. Because John gets back down, I guess in what you'd say, those aqueducts that he's in before. Yeah. And he thinks, okay, I'm kind of safe. And he just kind of sits and kind of just gets his mind together. And then, of course, he looks up and that 18-wheeler 
just comes right off the side of the freeway and then just crashes down right there near him. (laughs) And it starts pursuing him and he cranks that thing up and he is going. I mean, he's pushing that thing, that little um, dirt bike as fast as he can push it. And that T-1000 is just in, you know, basically in pursuit. (laughs) I mean, he's just running into everything and... The truck's just getting all tore up, and he's just still going for him. Yeah, yeah, and the truck is getting closer and closer and closer to him. The Terminator is up there on the highway. He's got his shotgun out, and he's, like, flipping flipping around. It's an old John Wayne move that you've seen in movies like Stagecoach, where he's flipping the gun around to cock it, and he's firing at these fences to try to, you know, so he can get through them. And then he reaches where he can get to the truck, and he's doing the same thing. He's firing at the truck. And the T one thousand kind of looks up and like, damn it! Yeah, there he is again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did he think he got rid of it? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, he did. <laughs> but then uh, the Terminator takes the motorcycle and does this jump right down into the aqueduct. He is able to maneuver himself around the uh, truck before John is ran over because the truck is like right on John. Is well, about he's to ramming the back yeah, of his little bike. Yeah, I know he's damn near running him over, but he's able to get around him and pull John off of the dirt bike onto before, bike. Yeah, yeah, onto his. And then he uh, gets ahead of the truck and then he turns around and fires a, a shot into the tire on the truck. And it makes the truck swerve and the T-1000 can't control it and the truck crashes. Like right into the side and it blows up. Blows up. You see gas pouring out. Yeah, gas pouring out. I think it's like the battery cable or something. Ignites. Ignites and it blows it up. up. Terminator and John are sitting there just looking at the explosion and then like a tire or something rolls out and I think Terminator thinks it's him coming out and he just has his gun caught and he's ready to shoot it. But of course Mm -hmm. he notices a tire and then they just take off. And then uh, we look at the fire and then all of a sudden we see this like metal looking figure just walk out it's mm-hmm. almost like pure metal melted down metal yeah melted down metal yeah. and the shape of the police officer but then he reforms and he's back looking like mm-hmm. nothing like not even a scratch on him yep. like he wasn't even touched and, and the whole movie he's dressed like a cop yeah yeah he stole that guy's yeah out, with the very first person he killed yeah outside of a few times where he morphs into somebody else he pretty much that's his persona that arrested he's this a movie. cop and then we cut to a scene where uh, John is on the motorcycle with the Terminator and he wants to him to stop the bike. Because mm-hmm. I think John just like, you know, he's rattled by what he's just seen. And the Terminator stops and lets him off. And John just asks him, you're a Terminator, right? And he then, knows who he is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he says, uh, yeah, he says, I'm Cyberdyne Systems Model 101. John is sitting there like touching him. Like, you know, since the Terminators have, like, real skin yeah. and real blood, because mm-hmm. he even sticks his finger into some of the bullet holes and pulls out his finger, and there's he's blood bleeding. on it. Yeah, he's yeah. bleeding. John says, well, you know, I know you're not here to kill me. I figured that much out already. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, Terminator says, no, my mission is here to, to protect, protect you. you. And mm-hmm. and he says, who John, sent you? Yeah, John asked, who sent you? He said, well, you did. You did. Yeah. You 30 did. years from now, yeah. you, pr- you pro- reprogrammed me to be your protector here in this time. You know, I guess I can imagine 
how hard this would be to swallow. Yeah, Don just keeps saying, this is intense. This yeah, is deep. Yeah, 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 which, you know, I guess anybody would. Well, I mean, I guess it's, it's another person, or it, he's opening his eyes that his mother was telling the truth. Yeah, he's slowly come he's, to realization, like, okay, well. She wasn't crazy. Yeah, my mom maybe wasn't crazy after all. And then we kind of cut to, I guess we kind of cut to the night. And the Terminator and John are on the motorcycle, and John is wanting to know what this other one is. And he says, is this another one like you that's coming after us? Advanced a, prototype. Yeah, it says it's a T-1000. and uh, Liquid metal. Yeah, he calls it a... Well, uh, let me receive our wrap Mimetic polyalloy. Mimetic polyalloy. There yeah. you go. And you I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> it's close enough. It's a liquid metal. Liquid metal, yeah. John goes radical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah, I guess anybody's idea. And then it's like John asks what's the plan and basically says, well, we need to get you out of the city and avoid any authorities. Authorities, yeah. And John's like, well, I need to get a hold of my foster parents and let them know they might be in danger. And I think the Terminator says no, because he says the T-1000 would try to reacquire you there. And he says, well, what? And John's like, well, what makes you think that? Because Terminator says, I would do it. So, yep. yeah. But then they kind of stop at a um, payphone. Pay pay <laughs> yeah, which you don't see those anymore. No. Yeah, this is back in the days pre-cell phone, people. And I think I saw an article the other day, and I can't remember where it was, but it was the last payphone in the United States that yeah. took it out. Yeah. I can't not, remember where it was. That's not surprising. Yeah. Can you imagine teenagers nowadays? They'd be like, what is that? Yeah, what is that <laughs> contraction? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was exactly what they would think. But they walk up to a payphone, and John's like, well, I don't have any quarters, and the Terminator just slams his hand <laughs> into the bottom of it, and quarters just fall out everywhere, and he hands him one. <laughs> John calls his uh, step-parent, or it's not step-parents, his foster, foster parents. Foster parents, yeah. And the mom is there, like, cutting up vegetables like she's mm -hmm. making dinner. And then she it's gets to call. Stew. Yeah, some kind of stew. And she calls, and then like, when John is John, she just, like, perks up, like, oh, where are you at? Where are you? Yeah, and everything. she's calling him honey. And yeah. I'm so worried about you. you, you know, where are you? And John kind of cups like the something wrong. Cups she's the phone. Never this yeah, nice. yeah, he tells Terminator she's never this nice. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And then you hear the dad coming in, raising hell. Well, the, the and then the dog, dog is barking. barking. And, and then he, the, he's like, "Shut that mud up!" You know, the dad. He's like, "You know, I thought you told John to get rid of that dog." Yeah, and uh, and that's of course in the first Terminator. That's how they could tell when there was a Terminator around. The dogs the would dog start wasn't barking. 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 Yeah. And then uh, John is telling the Terminator, said, that dog, the dog is really barking over there. And then the husband just keeps raising hell. Then you see the mom just kind of switch the phones in her hands. And then you hear something go, and you don't, you're like, okay, what the happened? Dad's stalking. Yeah, the dad shuts up. <laughs> you're like, oh. And then um, the Terminator says, uh, what's uh, your dog's name? Uh, I can't remember what he says, like Max or something, Max or or something. something like that. And but then, he, when he to answers, asks her, he's like, how's Wolfie? Yeah, because the Terminator picks up the phone and talks in John's voice. Voice and says, how's Wolfie? And yeah. she says, Wolfie's fine. And Wolfie's fine. So he, he he puts the phone down and he says, your your foster parents are dead. As he knew. Yeah, because, yeah, like I said, that the, the, the name test didn't, didn't as track. As advanced as he was, he couldn't catch that. Catch the little simple thing like well, that. Well, now there's a deleted scene in this where the T-1000 is walking through the house because mm -hmm. he can't figure out how he was on to him. And he picks up the dog's collar 
and it has the real dog's name oh, on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, you know, the Terminator don't curse, or whatever, <laughs> but you can probably like, think like, foiled. Shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's a deleted scene that they cut out. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the Terminator lets him know his foster parents are dead. Uh, and, I, and he was a little bit upset, I think. Maybe he really did care about him. Well, I think it, maybe, he, or he just didn't want him to die. Yeah, he didn't want him to get hurt. Yeah, I mean, he didn't like him, but he didn't want him to die. Yeah. Either. And, of course, you know, you see what happened to the father mm-hmm. is that the Terminator made a big spike out of his arm. Metal arm. And stabbed him right through the mouth with it oh. and killed him. That was very, like, graphic. And then just as he pulls his arm uh, that out of him, looks at the spike, and then the spike just reforms right back into his hand. Which is still a very cool effect, even now. Uh-huh, and he's very different than the regular. He's like more advanced, kind of. Yeah, I think uh, the T the regular Terminator is almost like a Sherman tank. The T one thousand is almost like a Ferrari. It's like a very high advanced, highfalutin kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe not as durable, but you know something like that. I guess that's one of the best ways to describe it. Because he can morph into people. Yeah. And he just can. His arm can form like weapons. Yeah, and this is actually the scene where we find out about the T one thousand a little bit more. Because John is just, he's kind of still wrapping his brain around this, and he says, "You know, I was brought up, and everybody, you know, I just got to thinking that everything that my mom was saying was just." bullshit but it wasn't he's asking about this t-1000 he says well why doesn't it just form itself into a bomb and blow my blow me up and he said terminator says it doesn't work that way it can't form complex machines but it can change uh, make shapes like knives and stabbing Stabbing weapons weapons. yeah Yeah. and it can basically form into anything like Mm -hmm. that then we cut to a scene of sarah at the mental institution and I guess this is sometime in the afternoon or evening. And this is where you was talking about where the pictures appear. Because they're showing her photos from the police station in 1984 where the Terminator tried to kill her in a police station. And he wiped out the whole police station. And he says, here's pictures of a man from 1984. And then they throw the pictures down to that guy taking the other pictures and said, "This, these were taken in a mall today. today. And they exact were, same guy. Exact same guy. And they said, Well, you know who you know who this man is. And she's just like in a daze. Yeah, the cops and everything are trying to get information out of her and she's just staring off into the distance. Cause I mean, I think she's like, Oh shit, this thing's coming after my son now. It's yeah. there's another one or something here. And then the cops are just like, Oh, we can't get anything out of her because she isn't saying anything. And she's kind of just glancing around and looking and then she there's a pen on the table, and she just takes her hand and reaches over. Not a pen. I thought it was a pen. It was a um, paperclip. Oh, it looked like a pen. It was like a paperclip that she can open her. Okay, because it looked like a pen, something similar to this, but I, I could be wrong. She, it was a paperclip. She had it in her mouth. Yeah, or it could have been both, because I know it looked like something like a pen, but yeah, now that you mention it, there was a paperclip because uh-huh. there was something like that, too. She gets that and just pulls it off the table while they got their backs turned and they're talking. Mm-hmm. Then we kind of cut back to John still talking to Terminator, and he talks about how his mom, you know, was shacking up with guys, that, you know, anything by you that she could learn something from, and how his mom was uh, taken away when she was caught trying to blow up the Cyberdyne systems, and he was basically put into foster care. And then, um, what is it? Then he's like, oh my God, that's going to go after my mom. We yes, need to go after her. We need her. to go get her. 
And, and Terminator. Then Terminator's like, she's not part of the mission. Yeah, she's not part of it. And, and he said, well, she's important to me. We're going to go get her. Yeah, and then Terminator like grabs him and then he's like, let, let go of me. And Terminator mm-hmm. just drops him. And he says, well, why did you do that? He says, well, you told me to. And he realizes that he has to do everything he says. Yeah, and he yeah, and then uh, Terminator says that I'm here to follow your orders. But this is also that part where he's like, you know, the Terminator had a, a hold of his arm and he's screaming help. Yeah, and he gets there's two guys that are over at a car. Yeah, there's two like they come to help him. Meathead jocks. Yeah, yeah. and then before they get over to him, he drops him. And he realizes, oh, he has to do everything he says. But then those two guys walk up and they're like, are you okay, kid? And then he's like, beat it. Yeah, beat like, it. Like, you just call out for help. And, uh, so they get pissed off and start cussing at the Terminator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, oh, then, they're really cussing at John. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, John starts popping off at him. Yeah, and, and he's then, like, well, he knows the Terminator has to protect him. Yeah, and the Terminator, you know, he says, take care of these two guys. <laughs> And basically, Terminator grabs one of the guys and just... Well, point being is he subdues these guys pretty quick. And he gets one of them and throws them up against a car. And he pulls the gun out and he's going to shoot him. Yeah. Until John pushes his arm away at the last minute. And the gun fires away from him. And the guys take uh-huh. off and they run. I think John realized in this scene that the Terminator doesn't know not to kill. Yeah. Like, he's going to do it. So yeah. he tells him, you can't do that. Yeah. And he's like, why? Yeah. Yeah, he don't understand. He doesn't understand... He says, you know, like, you're going to kill these guys. He value says, of, of life or anything like that. He says, of course, I'm a Terminator. That's what, that's what he does. I, that's what he does. And then he just tells Terminator, he says, there's no killing anybody. Promise, says, you know, you yeah. have to do what I yeah. say. Can't kill anybody. Yeah. And I want you to come and help me get my mom. Get my mom out. And he's like, okay. And uh, next we uh, see it's night. And the T-1000 in this car is outside of the mental hospital where Sarah is. He's a, of course, he's a cop and they let him right in with no trouble. And then we cut to Sarah is being taken back to her cell and naturally she is being strapped down by this, uh, um, I guess what you say, orderly. There's uh, some deleted scenes from this that you kind of get a point. Sarah was like beaten and abused in this facility by, I guess, this one guy too, because he like looks down at Sarah and then he just licks the side of her face. You think he leans over and you think he's going to kiss her yeah, or but, something? Then he just takes his tongue and runs it up her face. I don't know which one would have been worse. In I know. Honesty. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty gross. The face is like the oiliest place. Ew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's just kind of staring yeah, off. She doesn't even react. She doesn't even react. And I just spit on him. Yeah, and then he just walks out the door, locks it up, and He's goes. your typical, like, bully. He has his little stick thing that yeah. he bangs on the door. Yeah. Just to let everybody know he's there. Yeah, there you go. As he's walking down the hallway, mm-hmm. and she hears the sound as he's kind of going off into the distance. She gets up, and then she has a... A paper clip. Yeah, a paper clip or whatever, and then she... Uh, takes and spits it out onto the bed and she is able to reach it with her hands and she starts undoing the locks with a paper clip so she is planning her escape and then we cut to inside the uh t-1000 comes in and asks uh you know if uh he could see sarah connor and then the woman behind the counter says oh you know well your friends are already been here for a while i'll just uh, let you back and T-1000 looks over just as these cops are walking out the door. And then a woman turns back around, 
to see where T-1000 is. And because she says, oh, well, they're your friends now. She turns around and he's gone. And she, I guess she's looking like, okay, well, that's, that's strange. <laughs> that was weird. And then the, uh, I guess the cops and all, they leave for the night and everything. And then the security guards like walking around, you know, doing his uh, nightly rounds. And he's walking and then you look down on the floor. He's like, I guess he's walking over to the coffee machine. And then you look, he walks over the floor and then you notice on the floor, the floor starts to shape into a face. And then it just starts to form up mm-hmm. behind him. And he doesn't notice this because he's, you know, focused on his coffee and everything. As this form shapes behind him, it shapes and looks exactly like him. The guy looks at his coffee. It's something like, you know, he's won something. It has a little game thing yeah. on it that he was doing. And he's talking to the receptionist or whatever. Who's just not even looking in his yeah. direction. She's just like, whatever. You yeah. Know? He like, well, he said, looks at it, like, well, I won. I guess it's my lucky day until he turns around. You see someone that looks just like him. He's staring at himself. (laughs) Yeah. And he just doesn't know what to think. The T-1000 raises his hand up with his finger, and his finger turns into a spike and goes right through the guy's skull, (laughs) which is pretty brutal. That's not pretty. It's like shaking like like brain right through the brain. Uh It's like, ooh. And then the guy drops. And the T-1000 drags the person's body and puts it, the guy's body, and puts it into a closet. And Sarah is, while this has happened, she's inside picking the lock outside in her in her uh, room to get out the door. She picks it, and she's able to open the door and get out. You know, she's able to open the door. I'm trying to think... The orderly is walking around, right? Yeah, he's just doing his rounds, and he notices that the closet door's open. Yeah, he walks in there, and he notices that there's uh, like a brimmer mop, mop handle that's been snapped. The and end's gone. Yeah, he's like, he don't even think, he's like, oh, whatever, you know, maybe somebody broke he it. He comes back out, and she comes at him. Yeah, because... She snapped that broom, and she's going to hit him with and it. And she beats the shit out of yeah. him with this handle. I mean, and rightfully so. And he, it was appropriately him. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he had that coming. And then, of course, the she takes it, and I think she takes him and basically puts him into her room and locks the door up behind him. And then she throws away her um, stick and grabs his nightstick. Yeah. And she's maneuvering her way down the hallway. And then the guard does the T-1000. He's walking around, and then he basically morphs back into his regular form of the cop. I just wondered how he got as far as he did up in there. How, like, he, they had all these doors locked and everything. Oh, the T-1000? Yeah. Did well, he just morph through the doors? Yeah, he could. Okay. Did because you it see, didn't show him doing that. Yeah, but, but... Well, I think they might say that's a surprise. <laughs> that was a dumb moment I just had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did he get in there? Yeah, how did he get in there? He just morphed yeah, through the door. Yeah, he could just walk right through the door if he wanted <laughs> oh, to. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, there, there. You had your blonde moment for the episode, so that's fine. Um, well, it didn't show him doing yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're each allowed a blonde moment here. Shut up. I have mine too. You don't have any hair. <laughs> yeah. I, I said blonde moment. I just say blonde hair. <laughs> but, um, and after that, we see, um, I think it's Sarah uh, is like, I guess, at the main station in that department. And she walks up with her nightstick and she takes one of them orderlies out. And then that Dr. Silverman is in there. And she takes him and basically breaks his arm. 
hits him in the leg at first, and then he's trying to call for help. Turned the alarm on. And, and she, she hits him in the arm and breaks his arm. Yeah. And then, you know, he's like, he's told her, like, Sarah, you're not going to get away with this. And, you know, like, uh, you know, you broke my arm. And she was like, well, there's like 250-something bones in the body, and that's just one of them. <laughs> and she grabs a syringe sticks it in an orderly and pumps him full of drugs so he's he's gonna be disabled for a while he ain't yeah. going nowhere and then she grabs the syringe and puts it in some like drain cleaner like draino yeah yeah and Ooh. then fills it up with that and several is like what are you gonna do with that <laughs> duh yeah then we cut to i think it's the terminator and john they arrived at the hospital yeah they're getting to the hospital and they're like you know it's a closed gate there yeah and then uh john tells terminator now you swear to me you're not going to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. And Terminator's like, what do you mean? He says, I want you to hold up your hand and say, I swear I will not kill anyone. And Terminator just does what he says. He says, mm-hmm. I swear I will not kill anyone. And then they pull up to the gate, like you were saying. And then the guards are there uh, like, well, what are you doing, buddy? You know, this, that, and the other. You know, you're not supposed to be here. Terminator just gets off of his bike, pulls his gun, and shoots the guys in the legs. Yeah. And then breaks the thing inside there and turns the, the gate so it'll open up. And John's like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, he'll live. Yeah, he'll live. Yeah, <laughs> You know, you, you said didn't say I couldn't shoot him. I just yep. didn't shoot the kill. <laughs> then we... Uh, go back uh, to Sarah. Yeah, we go back to Sarah. And she's made it to one of the main areas. And you see what Sarah did with that syringe. She's got that syringe stuck in Silverman's neck. And so she's, basically... She's going to use him as a... Like, you know, a way to get through. Yeah, and basically, if they come at her, she's going to push that syringe and fill him full of that stuff, and he'll be dead before he is the floor, basically. And they're all like, you know, Sarah, don't do this. You're not going to get away with this. And she's like, open the damn door now. Yeah. And she tells Mm -hmm. these people, lay down on the floor. You lay down, facing away, open the door. She's through the second door. But then there's another guy who sneaks up on her. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he does is grabs her arm to pull the syringe out of Silverman's neck. Yeah, and so she starts fighting with him. Oh, yeah, she beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, boy, she uh, she's rough and tumble in this movie <laughs> because she just beats the hell out of him. She's always prepared. Yeah. And then she uh, is just running down the hallway mm-hmm. to get away from all these guards that are chasing her. And she like locks some doors up behind her and everything else. I mm-hmm. think she takes one of them and breaks the key off she in the lock. She breaks the key off and they're like trying to still get through it. And she keeps running on. Yeah. She gets to the elevators and she presses the button. She's kind of waiting for an yeah. elevator to open. And one opens. And she runs to it. Yeah. And just as she gets close to it, here comes walking out. Yeah. The her term- worst nightmare. Yeah. The Terminator walks the Terminator. out. Terminator. It walks out and it's just standing there. Yeah. She just kind of slides. This is the first time you see fear yeah. on her face. This is the first time because she's been very strong and mm-hmm. violent but she sees this walk out of the elevator and she flips her shit yeah she just slides all the way into the floor like right under him yeah and then she just turns and runs yeah. and she runs and she literally these guards apparently got to the door and she runs right into and they these went around came yeah. up the other hallway yeah and they dive tackle her ass yeah basically and put her down silverman's there like hold her down and he's getting his syringe out she's screaming he's keep... gonna kill us all yeah and they yeah. don't see this big guy with a rifle and <laughs> leather john on. ran out of the, the elevator and said help her you know yeah help her and he's like wait here 
you know, he's like, Terminator's walking up behind them. They don't even notice him. And then he gets up there and he starts grabbing these orderlies and throwing them around everywhere. And what you was talking about yesterday, a lot of heads going into walls and, <laughs> yeah. and things in, the, in this scene. And Terminator's just tossing these people around like they're just sacks of potatoes. Basically. One guy he throws through the window and then another guy he throws through a glass door. And then there's this woman who... He just shoves her by her face. Well, she sits her elbows him right in the face <laughs> yeah. and knocks his glasses. Breaks him. Yeah, breaks his glasses. He turns around grabs her face, like you said, and just skids her down the, <laughs> down the hallway. Yeah, uh, she she didn't do too much. Sarah is just standing there staring at this terminal, almost waiting on him to kill her. Yeah, she's in shock. Yeah, and then John walks up and says, Mom, it's okay, Mom. And it takes her a minute to break out of that and see Mm -hmm. that he's standing there. This Terminator ain't killed him. Yeah. So what's going on? She can't fathom it. The Terminator says, come with me if you want to live. She gets up and she's just like, what? What is this? What's going on here? John's like, he's here to help. He's here to help. And then uh, they turn around. They look and they see that T-1000's over on the other side of a door. Like there's bars, like a barred door. It just kind of morphs through it. And she's like looking like, what is this? What's going on? And then you see, yeah, like you said, he morphs right through mm-hmm. the bars. And Dr. Silverman's still sitting there up against the wall the whole so time. So he realizes she's been telling the truth the all whole along. Time, all along, yeah. right at this moment. And, you know, the syringe cap that he has in his mouth just drops right mm-hmm. out of his mouth because he's like, oh, shit. Then the Terminator tells them to run. To run. And they run and they get into an elevator. The T-1000's just kind of running. Running and firing. He's shooting it. Yeah, and he's really hitting the Terminator. Well, the Terminator, as like I said, it's almost like how he's protecting John earlier. He mm-hmm. His body is blocking them body. two from the, yeah. Yeah, the uh, gunfire getting to them. But he gets into the elevator, and he gets the door shut, but they haven't taken off yet. Yeah. And that T-1000 does his, like, spike through the door. Yeah, and he's like, pulls the elevator door open. Mm-hmm. And the Terminator takes the shotgun, points at his head, and fires it, and blows his gun, or blows his head in half with the gun. Yeah, it's like close range. Yeah. And then the door closes, and Mm -hmm. you see the T-1000's head just literally, you know, it's kind of like flailing around for a second, and then it just morphs right back into itself, like no damage at all. How are you going to take this thing out? That's what I kept thinking the first time I watched this movie, like, how are you going to kill this? (laughs) And they're in there, and in the elevator and, there, and Sarah's just looking around like what what the fuck is going on here what is that thing and then you hear something jump land on the elevator roof and uh, the Terminator uh, tells uh, Sarah and John get down and Sarah just kind of looks at this Terminator confused I guess because she's used to one of trying to kill her and this one was like telling her get down get down Yeah. And, he's, and these spikes start coming through the roof and Terminator's firing up into the roof and then she grabs the pistol from the Terminator and starts firing into the roof mm-hmm. with him, you know, trying to, um, you know, basically trying to hold him off. Then I believe it's this point where the elevator hits the parking garage. And they run out of run out of there and they commandeer like this, I think it's a police car, right? Or a security guard's car. Well, yeah. And then you see the T-1000... Uh, morph right as he just turns into a blob of metal comes and comes out through, through the, the whole elevator mm-hmm. and then reforms and then starts chasing them as they're in the car mm-hmm. basically all they can do is this terminator is almost like it can catch the police car mm-hmm. the only thing is stopping them is the terminator will fire at him yeah. to slow him down 
Kind of knocks him off balance. Yeah, and then he'll have to have his gun reloaded, and Sarah will fire at him. Yeah, John's in the back seat reloading their guns. Yeah, so that's really the only thing they can do is slow him down. Then I think this is the point where they're out there on the road, and the Terminator's almost caught up to him, and he turns his hands into, like, hooks. Yeah. And he hits the back of the trunk. Yeah. And he's trying to pull himself up onto the car. Yeah. And then the Terminator gets out and he takes and fires at one of the hooks and it breaks and the T-1000 just rolls down the road and they get away. And then John takes the little piece of the metal that's still hanging in there and then knocks it off the car. Mm-hmm. And then they speed off into the night. And then the T-1000 just gets up. Of course, no, da- no damage. He just walks back up to that little piece of metal of his that John pushed off and that piece of metal just goes right into his foot and just Mm -hmm. reforms back with the rest of it. And then he just walks off. You know, I'd say, well, you won this round, but, you know, (laughs) I'll I'll get you later. Then I guess, uh, what do we cut to? We cut uh, to them in the car driving. John asked the Terminator, because it's at night and they're driving with no headlights on. Mm-hmm. He says, are you sure you can see out here? And Terminator's like, I see like, everything. Yeah, and you can see from his point of view, he can see so, clearly. Like infrared. His, yeah, infrared. So he yeah. can see just fine. And Sarah is, it's almost like she is mad that John came for her. I think at first she's like glad and she hugs him and checks to see if he's okay. But he's like, I'm okay. Well, I think the point of the hug, it wasn't so much as a hug of affection. Yeah frustration no it was a hug of like i'm trying to check your body for wounds yeah that's what i said yeah i mean yeah, yeah but i think as he was reading mm-hmm. it at first as it was a hug because his mom was happy to see him but then you noticed that no it's not that yeah she's like you can't put yourself at risk even for me yeah because you're too important and, and he's crying yeah and you can kind of see that you realize that in a way, his mom isn't really happy to see him because he put his life at risk for her, like you were saying. And he shouldn't she have done sees it. him for who he is. He's the future leader. Yeah. You got to protect him at all costs. Yeah. Don't worry about me. I can take care yeah. of myself. And, you know, like you said, he starts kind of crying in the back. And then Terminator looks back there and is like, What's wrong with your eyes? Yeah. He said, Nothing. 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 Yeah. I think this is the point where we see. And oh, but of course, at the end of this scene, Sarah kind of looks over at the Terminator and says, well, okay, well, what is your story here? And he just looks at her. And then we cut to the T-1000. He's walking down the road and this bike cop pulls up to him. Ask him if he's okay. Yeah, if he's okay. And the T-1000 just looks at the bike and says, yeah, that's a nice bike. <laughs> and you're like, well, that bike's his yeah. now. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> he's it. catching his next ride. Yeah, he's catching his next ride. Then we cut to, I guess it's at night, and the Terminator, they've broken into, I guess, like a car garage, like closed for the night. That's what it kind of looks uh, like. A like gas a, station. Is a gas station, yeah, kinda, so gas station garage. Yeah. Yeah, like a, uh, I he guess. He just breaks the door and puts it up so they can drive in there yeah, and hide uh, out. Yeah, hide out for the night. They go inside, and Terminator is patching up Sarah. Yeah, she got she um, got cut by the one of the knife blades in yeah. the T one thousand, and he's like sewing her up with like this metal kind of thread. Yeah, it don't look pleasant <laughs> at all. Yeah, she's pretty tough though. Yeah, you can see it's hurting, but she's just kind of like, you know yeah. holding it in. And I think John asked her, are you, "Are you sure you're doing this all right and everything?" And he says, "Yeah, I have detailed files on the human anatomy." And Sarah's like, "Oh, that makes, it makes you a more efficient killer." Killer. And he's like, "Yes, that's correct." <laughs> I mean, he helped mince words. Then it kind of shows her 
pulling all the bullets out of him. Yeah, the, he the, got uh, shot. Yeah, and you see the bullets are like smashed. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're hitting his skin and hitting that metal part inside mm-hmm. of him, just you know, smashing up. And she's pulling them out of him. John says, "Now these will heal, right?" He says, yes. "Yeah, yeah, they'll heal up." Then he asked him, "Does it hurt?" Yeah, he says, does it, yeah, there you go. He says, does it hurt? He does register as pain. Or, but register is, yeah, pain or damage. Or or damage, but he says he don't feel anything. And she says, well, as long as these will heal while she's taking them out, if you don't pass for human, you ain't going to be much good to us. Right. And then this is the first time we learn that he asks uh, the Terminator something about, I guess I'm trying to figure out what the best way to describe this as, to mix in better with people you know you'll need to mix in better with people and he says my cpu is a processor a learning computer Mm -hmm. he says the more i'm around people the more i learn so that means he can learn from humans the more contact he has with them basically so Mm -hmm. i guess being around john as long as he is he's learning from him already and sarah's still kind of looking to his terminator like okay i don't trust him at all you said there was we watched the yeah we watched the deleted deleted scene and there was a lot more to that that kind of showed that she still had a lot of distrust for him the movie kind of made it seem like she just accepted it right off and you know went on yeah, I mean, as I said, that one scene kind of played it out a little bit better. And basically, she tries to destroy the Terminator's chip when it has yeah. to be switched over. But John keeps her from doing it. And that was a deleted scene. I kind of feel like, in a way, they should have kept that scene in the movie. But I do understand they probably took it out. Because the way they do it in the film now is more streamlined. And you can see she still distrusts him. Yeah. But, you know, you find out that he can learn as he's around. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can kind of see it, but, you know, I I still like that scene anyway. Then we kind of cut to Terminator on watch out at night, you know. Standing in front of a door. uh, John's asleep and Sarah's just watching him. I think she's just, you know, she still don't trust him. And I guess that's in a way you can see that she still doesn't because he's, she's just smoking a cigarette, just eyeballing him. Like if he makes a move, you know. But of course he does it. And then we cut to next morning, and the Terminator has a car out Well, there. it shows him standing in the same spot. He's been there all night. Yeah, yeah. He's just standing in the same place at yeah. the door. So he's on, he's on guard. And they get a car. Is this the point? I think this is the scene where he gets the car, and he rips the like, steering column. <laughs> and he's going to yeah, hot, uh, hot wire. <laughs> and then John gets in the car beside him. And just pulls a sun visor down or whatever. And the keys are there. And the keys are there. He says, are we learning yet? And then, you know. And then they pull up and pick up Sarah, who's walking out. And, you know, it's like, uh, well, we need to head south to the border. Yeah, basically. I thought that was what was cute in this movie. Their little back and forth. Their little banter. Well, yeah. John and the Terminator. Yeah, they, yeah. They're like little buddies. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the key things to this movie. I'll kind of get into that in my review. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely like, like that aspect of this. And they're driving down the road and everything in the car. She tells him to head south. Yeah, to head south. And this is when John is, was the Terminator say affirmative? And then he says, you know, you're supposed to say things like, you know, no problemo. Yeah, he's teaching him like lingo. Yeah, like slang. Yeah, and slang and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, I guess it's, I don't know if I would akin it to this exactly. It's almost like teaching the dog tricks in a way. And he's teaching him, yeah, like you said, and if you want to do that whole thing, it's hasta la vista, baby, and stuff yeah. like that. And a chill out dickwad and stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. teaching him all kinds of slang, like we were saying. 
And then they, uh, we cut to a scene of them pulling into a gas station. The car looks like it's overheating, you know, because you see steam coming out of the front radiator. And they pull in there, I guess, to, you know, to get some food and everything while they're there. And the Terminator is, like, putting a coolant into the radiator. And Sarah's just staring off into space, just eating. And yeah. John's trying to converse with her. And she's just not, she's yeah. not having any of it. And I wonder how long she was in that hospital. She had probably been in there a long time. Yeah. I'm assuming. She's a little, little shell, shell shot from uh-huh. it. Yeah. And, you know, of course, John tries to make conversation with his mom and she's just out of it. And she goes out, he goes outside and talks to Terminator and is with him. And there's these little, I guess, what little Mexican kids playing guns, you know, yeah. firing like little play guns at each other and everything. And John and Terminator look at them. John just looks at the Terminator and says, uh, you know, we're not going to make it, are we? And then he says, uh, well, it's human nature to destroy yourselves. Yeah. Well, that's one of the tales of this movie, what the whole point of it is. Then uh, Sarah, I guess, has kind of came out of her funk and is there getting into the car, getting ready to get in the car. He says, I need to know everything you have on Cyberdyne systems, basically. And they're in the car, and he he basically kind of lays it out to her. You know, the main person that's in charge there is Miles uh, Miles Dyson. And he goes into how Skynet is built. Skynet is put into the uh, security system, or the the systems, you know, like uh, war and and, uh, everything. And he talks about how Skynet just started learning as it was brought online and then it became self-aware and then it fired the first nuclear bombs. It was in 1997, the old future fires nuclear missiles at Russia first mm-hmm. and foremost. And they said, why Russia? Because they say they know Russia's counterattack would obliterate us. You know, basically that's when everything went to hell. And then Sarah says, well, do you have a uh, other knowledge on, on the place and the area and terminators like I have detailed files. He he is of use. Yeah. I think he's she starts to see more and more of okay, he is of use here. Right there. Next scene we kinda cut to I guess it's like this little place in Mexico. It's like this little it's not really a trailer park exactly. It's almost like a somebody's somebody's property. Land. Yeah. I mean yeah. I said it's not yeah, because it's like yeah, because there's old abandoned mm-hmm. cars there and everything else. Yeah. And Sarah tells all of them, you know, tells John and all, and wait in the car. And she gets out. Her friend um, pops out with a gun. I think his name is Enrique. Pops out. Sarah talks to him and says, it's, it's good, it's good. You know, he tells Terminator and all of them to get out. And John, and apparently Enrique knows John. Maybe he ain't seen him in a long time since he was little. But apparently this is one of the places that Sarah uh, mm-hmm. hit out at one point in time. Sarah introduces here's John and everything and then he she introduces uh I think John introduces the Terminator's Uncle Bob (laughs) yep yeah and then Terminator's like Uncle Bob Uncle Bob yeah you know they're kind of catching up a little bit and uh Enrique offers Terminator some whiskey tequila or tequila and he just doesn't take it or do anything but then Sarah drinks them. Yeah, and then the Terminator looks down, and there's this little Mexican boy at his feet. Yeah, because that man, he has a family. He has yeah. kids and a wife. Yeah, he's yeah, he's there. just like a family. They man. were hiding in the like a bus. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah. And I guess when he called to them, they knew it was okay. That yeah. it wasn't in danger. Yeah. So the little babies 
just walking along the ground and the Terminator looks down at him. It's like he's never seen a baby, I guess. Yeah, I never seen a human that little. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> he picks him up by his little overalls. Yeah, and just picks him up and just staring <laughs> at him like uh I've never seen one this small before. You know, so I said it's the learning mm-hmm. thing he's like learning because he's like, Well, that, this is apparently a short one. <laughs> you know, and he was a little stubby one. And um then they kind of cut to, I guess apparently you find out Sarah has an arsenal because they pull, it's like up underground mm-hmm. and they pull this door open and you know, by a chain. There's tons of weapons. There's all kinds of weapons in here. Yeah. Anything you can think of is probably in here. Terminator just looks at like stuff like the rocket launcher and he just, he approves. Basically, yep. he says, this is good weapons right here. And then uh, we cut to Enrique. He's out there working on a truck for Sarah, and they may need a new vehicle because that station wagon they have just ain't going to hold up. No. And uh, Enrique says, well, basically, this one's the best one I got. He says, I just got to get a starter motor for it. And mm-hmm. Sarah says, well, he says, she says, that's fine. We ain't going to be leaving until the morning anyway. Yeah, we're going to cross the border. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I think it's actually it's the Terminator and John who are changing the starter out because they're up under the car and the Terminator is talking to them about I, I, John's kind of talking to Terminator about his dad. He didn't remit his dad, of course, but mm-hmm. he says, you know, my mom went around, like you're saying, kind of shacked up with people just to learn from them and everything. And she says, you know, I could tell that she still loved my dad because you see her crying sometimes. And then uh, the Terminator just asked John, says, well, why do you cry? He said, like, when it hurts. Do you understand? And Terminator's like, no. No. I don't. (laughs) He don't understand. And, you know, I guess apparently Terminator's fixed the starter motor and he gets out and cranks the car up and it's all good. And John is teaching Terminator how to do high fives. And the high fives, you know, the Terminator just slaps his arm and he's like, oh, God. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like Bomas breaks his and arm. And he does the, um, he hit my hand. Too slow. Yeah, the Terminator <laughs> just looks at him. And Sarah's, Sarah's watching them. Yeah. And she talks about how he was, he's probably been the best example for him. And all the men that she's been with. Yeah. This Terminator's taken on the most responsibility and would never leave him. Yeah, I mean, she says ultimately it's like, as far as what what's the words? I had them right there in my head. In this insane world that Terminator was the sanest choice to protect him. So yeah. I think in a way she has officially accepted him yeah. by seeing how they are interacting right. with each and other. Right, that he's protecting him. Yeah, and it's almost like they're, um, they're, they're bonded basically. What is it? This is where Sarah just kind of lays her head down onto this table that she's yeah, sitting she's at. she's carving something on the table. Yeah, you see, don't see what she's carving, but she was yeah. carving something. She just kind of lays her head down on the table. And she kind of has a dream. Yeah, and then we kind of cut to what you're saying is a dream. She's standing on the outside of a fence of like a playground. And it shows, you said this was her twin sister? Yeah, Linda Hamilton in, in real life had a twin sister. But it's supposed to be her and John. Yeah, because if you actually look, Sarah in the thing is dressed in like a waitress outfit mm-hmm. that she was in in the in first the original. movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, this is supposed to be her playing with John, John. out in a yeah. um, playground with a bunch of kids and, and everything she's, out there. She's kind of telling them to run. Yeah, but nobody can hear. She's yeah. like screaming to get out. Nobody can hear. Then off in the distance, a big, massive nuclear. ball of fire. Like a, uh, basically it's a nuclear bomb drops. Mm-hmm. 
everybody burns alive, even Sarah, yeah. who's mm-hmm. out there outside the fence. I mean, you can see her body just burns and blows up, basically, just yeah. from the nuclear, the initial blast, which is pretty much what they say what happens when one of those things drops, if you're close by. You'll just burn and just disintegrate. And then we see a scene, which to me is one of the scariest scenes in the movie, and you see what a nuclear bomb would probably actually do. Just it just like goes to melts through. everybody. It decimates everything. It just turns them to ash, and she's standing with her fe- her hands against the fence, and she's just burning. And she's just like a corpse just standing there screaming and burning. And then she just wakes up from the dream mm-hmm. after she's burned up alive. Yeah. And she just looks, and you can just tell that she is just, I think she's snapped now. She's broken. She's snapped. So she gets in the station wagon and takes off. Yeah, she grabs a gun, and they try to find out where she's going, but she just grabs the gun and takes off without a word said. She doesn't wait for John. She doesn't tell him she's leaving. Just leave. Then the Terminator, John, are trying to figure out. They walk over to the table, and they notice what she uh, typed in. Or not typed in. Well, she carved into the table and mm-hmm. it says no fate. And then John's like, yeah, this is something my dad told her. No fate, but what we make for ourselves. The Terminator's just kind of looking at him. And I think this is one point in he's John's trying to decipher what he thinks she's going to do. And then I think Terminator says this Dyson. She's going to go after that head of Skynet. Yeah, they deduce. Both of them deduce it like she's going to go and kill him. Mm-hmm. And says, we got to go. We got to go get after her now. And then they, I guess they jump into the car with the new starter, a motor, the new truck. And then they are in pursuit. Well, we got a visitor from another Terminator, <laughs> uh, a little ground level Terminator. Um, then we kind of cut to at night and Dyson is at home with his family. Now, wait a minute. There was something right before this I wanted to get to. Now, what would you think of this? The Terminator and John are driving. And the Terminator, you know, John wants to prevent this. And the Terminator just looks over at him and says, well, you know, if she kills Dyson, it would stop this. And John says, no. Killing's not the way. Not the way. Now, let me ask you this. You were in this position. Would you kill him? If you knew that this is one person that would start at the end of the world, could you sit, and you the only one that knew this, could you kill somebody? I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. don't know that I could. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm kind mm-hmm. of in the same boat there. I want to ask you that question when we got to this scene. Yeah. I almost passed right by it. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I'm kind of in the same way. I mean, you would, you could rationalize the trouble it would solve. Yeah. And like, do you balance one life for billions of lives? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still don't know what I would do. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, I'm kind of in you the know, same boat with you. annoy the shit out of me, but I don't know that I could ever kill somebody unless they were trying to hurt me. Yeah. Kill me. Yeah, that's it. It's self-defense. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a difficult thing. I, I mean, don't think I could just pull a gun out and shoot somebody just for the hell of it. Yeah, I mean, to me, I guess I'm just looking at it like this. If you know for sure what this person's going to do, and you know it for a fact, could you mm-hmm. sit there and rationalize in your head, if I just kill this one person, billions of lives will be saved? It'd be tempting. It'd be tempting. There you go. <laughs> but, okay, I just want to throw it. I wanted to mention that when we got to that scene. I, I nearly passed by it. But, like I said, and then we uh, cut to, like I said, we was at Dyson's home. And he's with his family. He's in there working. And his wife, I guess, is in there cooking dinner. And his little kids around playing, you know, in the house with his, a little remote control yeah, car. Yeah, remote control 
truck and the mom's like go to bed yeah you're telling the little boy and he's just like in a little bit he just keeps on trucking through the house yeah he's being a typical rowdy kid yeah i don't want to listen yeah dyson is like working at his computer and then as he's working you notice a little red dot pop up on the back of his neck and then we cut to outside and we see sarah's out there in the bushes with a uh, rifle with a laser scope laser on it scope. Yep. yeah she's about, about to take him out about to take him mm-hmm. out and then dyson's son with his little uh, remote control car runs it into Di- miles dyson's foot as he's working on a computer. And startles him, and he, he crou- as soon as he crouches down, she shoots the monitor out yeah, of the computer. Yeah, yeah. If the guy would she have missed been, him. Yeah, if the guy would have been about five seconds slower, he yeah. would have been dead. And then he, he looks up, because at first I think he don't know, like, what the hell happened to my computer? Then all of a sudden, more gunshots rain mm-hmm. out. And then he drops to the floor, tells everybody, get down, get down. Because and she pro- he probably didn't know what was going on because no. he doesn't know what's going to happen. No, no, exactly. He doesn't he, know that there's this whole thing going on about what he might do. He will find out here yeah, soon. Yeah, he hasn't. It hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and basically, Sarah unloads this gun into this house. Yeah, because I mean, he pretty and, much probably thinks his work is 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 technology and is going to do well for the future. Yeah, he has no idea of the ramifications mm-hmm. of what he's doing. And Sarah is firing the gun in there, unloads it, and then she walks into the house. And, and and Miles, I think, is trying to get his family hidden and safe. And then Sarah walks in and shoots Dyson. I think she shoots him in the, the arm, arm, yeah, arm or shoulder. He's running away and she hits him and it hits him in the shoulder. Yeah, and then, you know, she walks up to him and she's about to just kill him. His kid runs up and lays on him and says don't kill him you yeah, know and the yeah. wife runs in yeah and then sarah's just like get out of my way get out of my way yeah. it's all your fault and he has no idea yeah. what she's talking about yeah no no everybody thinks this crazy yeah. woman's just coming yeah. in here trying to kill us and then sarah just keeps looking and she finally breaks she realized she can't do it either like she what you and i were him. talking about yeah. even though she knows yeah she, she can't do it. it she couldn't do it and she just sits against the wall get leans down and just you could tell that she's broke. She's broke right there. And then about that time, the Terminator and John show up. You know, John goes over there to comfort his mom because yeah. you could tell his mom is just devastated. And the Terminator walks over to Dyson and says, you know, gives, grabs his wife's hand, says, put pressure here. That'll stop the bleeding. And the Terminator almost looks over at John I don't know if you've kind of seen this when he looks over at John and Sarah and he almost looks over at John of like disapproval of like what his mom just did. Yeah, he thought was, she should have killed him. No, she thought, he thought, why did she do this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like you were a bad child. Look at what you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of how I always read that scene because he just looks over at John and is like, I can't believe she did this. I think he's starting to learn some yeah, human interaction yeah, yeah. And, and emotions. Yeah, because he sees how upset they are. Yeah. Yeah. And he just almost looks over at John like, I can't believe your mom did this. Yeah, and he's getting protective of John. Yeah, and, yeah. and protective of life because mm-hmm. he sees how frightened and hurt they are. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't catch that the first time I watched it. But mm-hmm. after I watched the film a few times, I kind of caught that. It was just a quick look. I, I think it's just a moment where, because, you know, he said that he had a, his chip was a learning chip. Well, he's, he's around, he's being around more humans. He's picking up on their fear and yeah. he, instead of like, you know, the original Terminator that had no reaction to that, he's actually homing in on that and having some kind of understanding of yeah. what it means. Uh, there you go. 
Yeah. And I think John walks over to the Terminator and he says, you know, well, Miles uh, Dyson is looking at him. He's just all confused. Like, what are you people doing here? What do you want? John pulls out a switchblade yeah. and pops it out and hands it to the Terminator. He says, show him. Before the Terminator does what he does, he gets uh, Dyson's son and says, will you come upstairs with me and show me your toys? You know, I want to see what you're playing with. And the son goes away. The Terminator takes off his jacket and he sits there and digs the switchblade into his arm and just literally cuts all the way around his arm. And Dyson and his wife are flipping out, which I would too if I seen somebody do this in front of me. Yeah, he's looks like a man. And they're freaking out, of course, which anybody would. Mm-hmm. And then the Terminator grabs the skin on his arm where he cuts and just rips it right Shows off. his metal arm. His metal arm. And, and he Dyson, knows he's seen that arm before. Yep, there you go. Dyson looks at this arm mm-hmm. in like bewilderment first, and then he recognizes, like, oh. And then the Terminator tells him, I want you to listen to me very carefully. Then that scene, we cut to the table. And you find out Sarah in a voiceover says the Terminator lays it out for him. What happens how it happens mm-hmm. and everything. And Dyson's just listening to this and he's, and then you kind of cut to, he's like, I feel like I'm going to be sick. Yeah. Cause he realizes he's, he's but, the cause of 3 billion deaths. Yeah. Yeah. And he says what he's doing. You find out that, I guess, what is it? He, he's just like sitting there looking at it. He says, well, if this is the case, I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm yeah. not going to do my work. But here's the thing about this scene that I noticed you could sit there and see he's still fascinated by it because he's like, this technology, it just moved us in different directions and all this. It was just so awesome. And then it's almost like he has to back up like, oh, God, yes, it was, but yeah. look at what it caused. And his wife's like, well, by doing, by, you know, doing, stopping, aren't we changing the future? Yeah, aren't we changing things now? Yeah, and they realize that they need to do more than that. Then uh, he talks about, well, you know, the technology, you know, the stuff is there. And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, the, there's the arm. Mm-hmm. And then he says there's this uh, chip. Yeah. And then the Terminator's like, oh, that's the, that's the CPU from the first Terminator. The one that Sarah actually killed. And Sarah crushed. realized that they hid that. Yeah, because she was made to feel like she was crazy the whole time. Yeah, and, and then she realized it. they had it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they say shit. And she's just like, son of a bitch. Yep. So they did have it there. Then they're like, uh, well, what do you do? What do we do? He says, well, we got to go there and we got to basically destroy all your work. So you quitting ain't enough. Yeah, nobody can follow your work. So even if you quit, somebody's going to pick up pick on up. what you do. We can't so let that happen. We, can't, we can't let nobody mm-hmm. follow you. So what do we do? Uh, right here, we're about to cut to a break. And then you will see what they do. And we're going to head into the final stretch of Terminator 2. And we are back. And now we find Dyson, the Terminator, Sarah, and John on the road. And then, uh, I guess, going to Cyberdyne. And then we hear Sarah in a voiceover that they're basically going to, they're rewriting history now as they go. And they all walk into Cyberdyne Systems, which uh, Dyson walks in with this motley crew of strange people, a guy in leather. <laughs> a um, little kid and a woman. And, and a little kid and a woman. And he wants to take them to see the facility. And then the security guard's like, I don't really think so, Mr. Dyson. <laughs> and then the Terminator and Sarah pull out a gun. It's like, you know, well, we insist. Then John pulls out, I guess, some duct tape and duct tapes the guard. I guess you see duct tapes the guard's uh, mouth and everything else. So basically, they got in there with very little hassle, pretty much. 
And I guess they head up to uh, the floors that they need to. They're headed up to get that chip in the arm. Yeah, and they're, they're inside and they can't get, and they're about to get in there. But then the security, the other security guard finds the one that they caught and tied up. Yeah, and he hits the switch, so I think... It locks down everything. The first door they went through, his little pack keypad thing worked, but I think once that's triggered, yeah, it locks it's everything. not going to let anybody through because yeah, it's trying to keep people out. Yeah, because he swipes his card the second time to and get in work. there, and it won't work, and yeah. then he looks and like, oh, the alarm's been triggered. Yeah. So the second security guard found the first one and set the alarm. I think, is this the point where John pulls out his thing that he had the credit card? Yep, because he can get the code. Yeah. Get in. And he says, "Don't worry about this. I can punch in the. Co- I can get the code out with this." <laughs> the little delinquents. Yeah, talents yeah. are coming in use. Yeah, <laughs> coming in handy. And the guard is on the phone. Is basically called the police, and he says, "Send them all. Yeah, send everybody." I think there's a point where there's this other door they have to get into, and they can't get into it because the there's like, a, his door. "Let me try." It. Yeah, let me try. It. He gets his uh, rocket launcher. And blows a hole in the door. M79. M79 rocket launcher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your, yours is very detailed. Apparently your script <laughs> is very detailed. And he blows a hole in the door, of course, and walks right in. And there's like this gas or something that comes out. Yeah, he he said what it was. It doesn't affect him, but yeah. John and, and Sarah can't breathe it. Yeah, my, Dyson and them can't breathe it. So he, yeah. after he goes in there, he grabs some, some uh, masks mm-hmm. and brings them out. And he says, put these on so they can walk in there now. And Halon system. Halon. It's that kind of stuff that comes down to put fires out. Yeah. And then basically they're in there so they can get started to destroy these files. And then we cut to a scene at Dyson's home and the T-1000 shows up. And he's just walking around surveying everything. And you notice, well, the the son and the wife are not there. So apparently they got them out of there and they're in safety. But you notice Dyson's computer's. And papers and everything are burning. Are burning. So he's yeah. burned. He's destroyed all the stuff on his end at his house that he can. And I think the T-1000 sees that. And I guess probably reading into his head like, okay, they're trying to uh, wipe, wipe it out. He needs to get to them. As he's walking around, he hears on his police radio that about all these cops that are being called the Cyberdyne systems yeah. at, at, the, at, at the company there so he's like oh well i bet you they're there that's mm-hmm. why they're being called in then the cops of course you know we cut the scene and the cops are outside showing up in force there's 211 of them 211 cops wow yeah, yeah so basically all of them and john is working at breaking into the vault he finally gets the code or not it's getting into the vault. He has to get to the key to open the vault. Yeah. Because he opens the thing and he pulls the key out. And he's got it. And he walks over there because Dyson, I think, already has the other key. But they needed the one that was in there. And then they go over there. Both turn the key, open it up. And they walk in there. And uh, they retrieve the arm, the Terminator arm. And the CPU, the chip. Mm-hmm. And they both got it. And John puts it in his bag. Outside there, the Terminator and Sarah are rigging up explosives to basically, they're going to blow that building to the ground because they got these big drums of like explosive. So they're going to launch this place up into a fireball. So you like oil? It, it could be oil. It could be C4. It could mm-hmm. be anything. I, I don't think mm-hmm. they said specifically what it was, but it's big drums of explosive. How much they're putting in there, it's going to level that place when mm-hmm. it, it blows up. And I think Dyson asked, you know, how they're going to detonate. He says, we got a remote control right here. 
You know, yeah. just one click of this thing and it's going to blow everything up. And I don't think they quite get it all set up, but it's close. John, as he is looking around and everything, he notices on a monitor that there's cops outside. What is it? He's like looking and he goes over and tells them, and he says, you know, there's cops outside. And uh, Sarah or somebody asks, how many? John is like, all of them, I think, you know, <laughs> which it is. And then uh, <clears> they're trying They're all like, I'll handle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're sitting, still sitting up explosives. Terminator says, well, I'll take care of the police. And John's like, remember what you said? Yeah, Don't yeah, kill anybody. Yeah, yeah. And he says, trust me. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. And he walks out. This is probably one of the coolest things in this. Well, there's a lot of cool things in this movie. But I like how the Terminator just walks through this like office side. He just kicks a table and yeah, knocks a the window. And yeah. he's got like a, I don't, it's not a Gatling gun exactly, I don't think. It's, it's kind of like, like a more new age a, a mini kind of Gatling gun yeah. or something like that. And these cops are just staring like, oh God, look at that up there. And they see him. <laughs> and he literally just starts opening fire and on the cars and just things are blowing up the cops are just dropping everywhere and he's just unloading on everything but he's not killing anybody yeah and he just keeps firing and firing and the cops aren't can't do anything Mm because he's got basically uh as a obi-wan kenobi said in revenge of the sith he's got the high ground (laughs) so he's firing and they ain't gonna be able to get him anyway and then he drops the gun after he unloads it he grabs out that rocket launcher he was talking about fires about two or three of the rockets into the cars, mm-hmm. blows them up. That M16? It's that rocket thing that you was talking about. You just named it about two or three minutes ago. Oh, the M79? Yeah, M79. Something like that. Yeah, and then it's like you were saying. He sits there and scans the area. He looks around. Casualties, zero. Zero. So all that fire and all he did, how precise he was, he, he did not kill, kill anybody. anybody. And he walks off just as they finally start able to open fire. Yeah, I mean, I thought that scene, I loved that scene when I was a kid, because I bet you that was just fun, probably for Arnold, even though he wasn't shooting a real gun, mm-hmm. but just being able to stand up there and just fire a fake gun and just doing all that, I bet, I bet that was There's so fun. much going on in this scene. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, filming it? Yeah. Like, if one thing didn't go right, then you have to start over? You have to reset everything again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This ain't like, this is the days really when CGI, you couldn't have fake cars and stuff out there. So mm-hmm. you blew up a car, and if it messed up, you had to bring another one in. Then we cut to the Terminator coming back, and he says, we got to leave now. And I think they they didn't get all the explosive set, but they got close to it. Enough. Yeah, enough. Yeah. And then because, you know, the cops just got there a little bit quicker than they intended. And they're all getting ready to leave. And I think Sarah tells Dyson, uh, Dyson, I guess, is just looking around, just kind of contemplating like, well, this is all my work and it's about to be gone. As they're leaving, Sarah says, hey, Miles, you need to grab the detonator. Mm-hmm. And Miles like, yeah. And then he grabs the detonator. And just as he's grabbed it, the cops are in the building and then they open fire. Sarah's able to drop and get out of the way and, and John and the Terminator are already out the door. But yeah, Miles is just cut yeah. down by machine Swiss gun cheese, fire. Man. Yeah, he is cut down. And he down. was already shot in the arm earlier. Yeah, I know. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he already had one gunshot he in him already. probably lost a good bit of blood. Yeah. So, and he is just railed mm. with bullets. He's pretty much done for. Yeah, and Sarah is kind of pinned in the room with him. She's like behind the desk. And she's, I mean, it's and it's weird. I never really picked up on this till just now. She's firing, but she ain't firing at the cops. She's firing up above her head. So I think in a way she isn't wanting to kill them because it's not their fault either. Yeah, she's just trying to to get them 
thinking there she is shooting at them. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't notice that till mm-hmm. I just rewatched it again yeah. here recently. And I never, because I was like, no, she isn't sitting there like leaning on her side and then firing at the cops. She's firing up in the air, you yeah. know, to make it seem like, yeah. And I didn't notice that. So it shows the turn that she's made where she's like literally killed, was going to kill Dyson and she just ain't want to, you know, kill these mm-hmm. people that don't have any stake in the game. You know, John and the Terminator outside in the room looking at the monitor and see that Sarah is like pinned in. He says, we got to get her out of there somehow. And then the Terminator just looks and what he does is he just bursts through the damn wall where she's at, <laughs> like, like the Kool-Aid man, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, and... And he bursts through the wall, and then he grabs her and pulls her through the hole in the wall that he made. And I think then he grabs, I think, his rocket launcher, and then he fires and makes another hole in the wall, and then they go out that. I believe that's how that works, uh, what that did. And basically, now they're on their way to making their escape. And then the cops move in on Dyson, and they got their guns pointed at him, and he's sitting there just grasping at breath now because yeah. I guess they cut his lungs to pieces with that machine gun fire. Yeah, he's passing away. And Dyson's just sitting there holding his arm up. He's got that detonator in one hand and a way to push the explosion down that's at his feet. And he tells the cops, you know, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold this. Yeah. And they look and they see that they yeah, when his <laughs> arm drops, that whole place is going to go. And then they run. Yeah, like you said, they run and rightfully so. I would have too. And he just sits there and he keeps breathing and breathing and breathing. Till he dies. Till he dies. Uh, Sarah and the Terminator and John are on the elevator. And they hear, I mean, it. they, they feel the explosion yeah, when and, it happens. And when Dyson's arm drops, it blows up. And yeah, they can feel it, it just blows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, basically, it looks like nearly the top uh, level of that building is blown to pieces. And the elevator stops. And, you know, I think it stops and... I think they got out there just in time. Else. It stops and then it kind of starts back up and it keeps going down. And this is about the time the T-1000 arrives. And he is... He's a little late to the game. Yeah, he got there a little late. I guess they were a little further away than thought. And he drives into the building. <laughs> he literally drives up the stairwell. Yeah, he drives up the stairwell. He's like, uh, I'm not walking up all these steps. <laughs> no, I mean, why, why do that when you can drive? Yeah, I mean, why do that when you can drive? The elevator with the Terminator and them hit the lobby. And the Terminator just holds them back and says, wait right here. And then he steps out and there are cops in the lobby and they fire tear gas at yeah. them. The uh, Terminator just tells them, you know, stay here, I'll be back. They're kind of, Sarah's putting the gas mask on John and they're kind of switching back and forth yeah, so they yeah, can breathe. Yeah, they can breathe. And the Terminator walks out and is walking toward these cops. Mm-hmm. And they tell him, stop or we're going to shoot. <laughs> he just keeps walking. And he keeps walking toward them. And then they start firing at him. And They're hitting him in the face. Hitting they're hitting him, him in everything. Yeah, because you can see the bullets tearing his Ricky, skin yeah. off. You can start seeing the metal under there. Yeah, and I always thought this shot looked cool because you could tell that it was partially Arnold and partially a mannequin. And they kind of intercut it pretty Mm -hmm. well, so you couldn't really tell it for the most. And I just thought that was cool how they were showing the skin and everything just popping off of it. And then, of course, the Terminator gets up to him and just starts firing and shooting uh, shooting them in the legs. (laughs) You know, and they're like, oh, my God. You know, and then I think that's when he grabs the tear gas gun and then he walks outside. He just bursts through the front door and all the cops are out there. I guess after the whole thing of their cars being shot, they're like, oh, shit. And then 
he goes out there and just starts firing the tear gas grenades. He shot and, somebody inside with it. Yeah, in oh yeah, back. he shot somebody in the back. And I, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. I thought he did that outside, but no, yeah, that's right. He, he did inside. it inside. But he gets out and he starts shooting it out all around the cars and everything. Yeah, and then he uh, walks up to one guy who's you know got a mask on. And he says, "Oh, here." Uh, uh, yeah hold this and then he takes the guy's mask off and he just collapses <laughs> and the terminator gets into one of the i guess the police kind of paddy wagons i guess is what you yeah, call it yeah it says the swat team van and then he's about to strip the steering column to hot wire it, and then he stops <laughs> and he remembers and he pulls the sun visor down and the keys drop into his hand and i doubt they would have left that there no but you know you never <laughs> it's know it's supposed to be a scene that that was an interaction between him and john and he he's, learned he's learning yeah he he's learned. learning and then he takes that uh paddy wagon and basically and drives right into the cyberdyne uh, lobby mm-hmm. and sarah and john come out and they get into the back get in the- and they bolt out of there and the T-1000 is up on one of the higher floors on his motorcycle. And he's driving around, and then he looks at the commotion outside. And he sees what's going on. He sees what's going on. He sees this thing taking off, this uh, truck or paddy wagon taking off. And he's like, oh, you know, I think he realized they're in there. And then he looks outside, and there's been a helicopter out there that's been circling. And this stunt right here blew my mind when I seen it the yeah. first time. Of like, you basically, you have the T-1000 drives through this office outside the window of, I will say it was probably about six, seven stories. Drives out and just hangs on to the, uh, heli- hangs on to the helicopter. Yeah, Bike falls. Yeah, and the bike falls to the ground. And then he morphs, well, he hit butts the glass to break mm-hmm. it. And then he morphs into the metal and just pours himself inside yeah. and starts to reform. And then he looks over at the pi- other pilot and he says, get out. And basically that pilot jumps out, which... <laughs> Thank God he wasn't up too high. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe he wasn't <laughs> up high enough to die, thankfully. But, and I mean, to me, that stunt still blows me away when I look at it because I'm just like, that's oh, pretty that whole scene was just lot going on yeah there's a lot of action that goes on this scene and then uh the t-1000 is pursuing uh the terminator and sarah and john in this paddy wagon and he's like i said he's got that helicopter just just uh, going after him and in the back of the paddy wagon sarah has john in the corner and she is covering him with bulletproof vests so that you know the gunfire, he if he, he's not gonna get hit, he ain't gonna get hit. Yeah. So she says, "You stay up under here." And then she starts kind of lining in the back of the door, the window, back. so she can be yeah protected as yeah. well. Yeah, but yeah, she basically covers him and covers the back, so that you know there's protection. And then uh, the Terminator looks back and sees the helicopter coming. He says, "It's him." Yeah. So he knows automatically this is T one thousand. And then the T-1000 starts opening fire at the at the truck, the paddy wagon. And uh, Sarah is returning fire. And I think if you look really close at this scene, you can see the T-1000 has grown an extra arm because he has got one arm on the steering wheel of the helicopter and he's got the other two arms with guns, you know, loading up his gun so he can fire. So he's mm-hmm. do, he's multitasking with <laughs> like that, basically. Something I wish I could do in a car, just <laughs> grow an extra arm out of my chest or something. <laughs> you know, they keep returning fire and everything. And 
Then uh, Sarah is actually hit. I think she's shot in the in the shoulder or the arm too, or something like that. It's a leg. Or it's her leg. It's no, it's leg. Her, no, it's her leg. That's right, yeah. because she's limping. That's mm-hmm. right, it's her leg. I don't know why I wrote arm down. You know, she's just she's hurt like really Through bad. Her thigh. Yeah, I know, and that's yeah. that's a that'd be a bad place to get hit. Mm-hmm. And the Terminator just you know what he does is the helicopter's already close to him already. He slams on brakes. He slams on the brakes. The helicopter crashes into the back of the truck, mm-hmm. and it basically disables the helicopter. The helicopter just crashes on the road. And then the truck, I guess from the force of it, it tilts it over, and it just rolls down on its side. Mm-hmm. So basically, both modes of their transportation yep. <laughs> are, are done. The D-1000, he's like, damn it, I always have to get a new vehicle. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes through some vehicles in this movie. You're right. I didn't think about that. But yeah, he goes through a few of them in this movie. And then what we have here, you know, the Terminator and Sarah and John kind of come out of wreckage. And like you said, Sarah's leg is hurt. The T-1000 comes out of wreckage and he is fine. He don't look no different than he has already. And then there's this guy that stops an 18-wheeler just wanting to check to see how he's doing. And he has the T-1000 who looks is dressed like a cop still. I like, are you okay? And the T-1000 basically turns his arm into a, a knife. Stabs him. And stabs him right through and just keeps walking. Like, don't even acknowledge him. I need your vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the Terminator, there's another old guy with a little old pickup truck. They stopped there, an old beater pickup truck, and he's checking mm-hmm. on them. And he says, oh, what's the what's going on? Do you need my help? And then he looks at the Terminator and sees all that metal up and like, oh. He's like, oh. <laughs> and the Terminator says, we need your truck, you know, and just pushes them aside. And then they get in and take off in this truck. So now we got a little beater truck trying to outrun an 18-wheeler on this, on this main stretch of highway. <laughs> and they're not in the, the 18-wheeler. <laughs> no, they, the T-1000 has the 18-wheeler, so he has the advantage. And John is sitting there like, God, we need to go faster. We need to go faster. And this truck, he's got it at 55. And he the Terminator's like, well, this is the vehicle's top speed. Oh, no. And John's like, well, hell, we could get out walk faster than this. You know, and then the truck just keeps... Um, gaining on them and then it starts bumping the back of the truck and sarah's hurt and john is just like okay well he tries to get something he gets like a piece of cloth or gets something because sarah's bleeding out from her leg and he just basically gets it and wraps around her leg and she just ties it to her leg and just you know to cut off the bleeding and oh god i bet i could imagine how oh, that yeah. would hurt i can imagine then we get um the terminator the the truck keeps bumping the 18 wheel keeps bumping the back of their truck. So the Terminator is sitting there firing the rocket launcher out the back of there trying to hit the truck and he can't hit it to stop it. And what he does is he finally, I guess he's just like, fuck this, I'm going to do, do this, basically. <laughs> you know, Terminator wouldn't think it like this, but he's like, you know, I'm going to do this. And he tells John, here, take the wheel. And the truck is like literally right there on the back of him. And Terminator walks out to the side of the truck and he just gets up on the hood of this uh, 18-wheeler mm-hmm. and crouches down and just fires right through the driver's window at the T-1000, just mowing him down yeah. in there. Then he goes up to the side door and he grabs the steering wheel and just hard turns it and mm-hmm. just jackknifes this truck where it just flies right over on its side. And it just starts skidding into this... Uh, what we're going to find out is like a steel mill. And John loses control of the truck, and they kind of crash inside of this steel mill. 
and then the 18-wheeler follows right behind him, and the Terminator is thrown off of it and just rolls right into the steel mill himself. This is another, like, amazing stunt. I mean, I won't say this. (laughs) I've probably said this a few times. But this looked incredible. It still looks incredible because you know that's a real 18-wheeler they turned over. This wasn't like a CGI one. Then, you know, that um, 18-wheeler crashes through, but you don't notice what is in this thing. And what it is, it's like liquid nitrogen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tanker. Yeah, it's a tanker truck. Mm-hmm. With liquid nitrogen. I'm, they might have shown that while he was driving. Hazardous. That, uh, yeah, they might have shown that. <laughs> hazardous. Yeah. I think they might have shown that when he first got into it, but I couldn't recall. Terminator kind of just gets up, and Sarah and John just got their cage rattled from crashing inside there. They're okay, but they got the, the, the chimes ring a little bit, I think. And the Terminator, like I said, he gets up, and he kind of looks at the truck, and you see the T-1000 walking out. But then you start hearing cracking, like brittle kind of cracking like ice it's making him solid yeah it's freezing him it's freezing him because yeah. he, he's stepping on the ground and he mm-hmm. can't move and he's like having to pull his leg off of the ground yeah or his foot off the ground freezing everything yeah he's like yeah freezing up and then as he keeps on walking his body starts breaking into pieces he's almost like a statue breaking in yeah and he's crumbling. like yeah he's like down on the ground and then the terminator pulls out his pistol and then he just points it at him, and then just like hasta la vista, baby. baby. <laughs> and then he fires, and the term T one thousand just breaks into shatters, in the shatters yeah. into shards and pieces. Okay, movie nowadays that would probably be it because you had your big tagline, you had your <laughs> villain is punished, and the end. Okay, but that's not the way this movie goes. Terminator reloads his gun, and John walks over there with Sarah. And John is like, looks over there, and they look over at this metal, and it's like hot. And they look back over at that T-1000 where all of it crumbled, and you see it starting to melt. And then the Terminator looks like we don't have much time. And then you see these little blobs of like liquid metal going back and reforming. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? And they, they get Sarah, get her. And they take off as this thing is reforming behind them. And they're walking in this steel mill, which, from what I read behind the scenes, was not hot like it looks. They said it was cold. In there. <laughs> yep. It was just the opposite of that. They, they made it look hot pretty well. But you see this T-1000 reforming. And then Sarah and them are pushing their way in deeper in the steel mill, I guess, trying to get away from him. And then, of course, we cut back to the T-1000. He's back to normal. He yeah. don't look like he's had, not even a scratch. Mm-mm. He looks like he is. T- like, okay, how are we going to take this thing out? That's what I know <laughs> I said, and a number of people said, I remember first time watching this, like, how are you going to kill him? Because mm. you thought that was done. Nope. Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Of course, like I said, I mean, they take off. They just kind of trying to get deeper into this steel mill, and this T-1000 is catching up with them, and they can kind of see that he's getting close. And the Terminator looks at John and Sarah. He says, y'all go. And John's like, yeah, no, we got to stick together on this. And the mm-hmm. Terminator is just almost like a, a dad at this point. He's like telling his son, no, you go. You go. Yeah, yeah, you go. And John, of course, is having none of it. But Sarah drags him mm-hmm. on. because He's Sarah, very attached to the Terminator. Yeah, and Sarah him. knows that Terminator's right. The Terminator's there to protect him. And he's going to hold him off to try to give them more time to get away. And then the Terminator has his uh, that rocket launcher, and he has a pistol, and he's scanning the area. 
looking for that T-1000 because mm-hmm. he knows he's close by. And then the uh, T-1000 pops out, knocks that, uh, I think he knocks the pistol out of his hand and the rocket launcher out mm-hmm. of his hand. And they're going kind of hand-to-hand fighting. Yeah, it's a vicious fight. <laughs> yeah. and um, Terminator's kind of getting beat. Yeah, it's like an earlier scene in the mall. He's kind of getting tossed around, and he's not really doing much good. I think, it, isn't this the point where he, like, punches at the T-1000, and his hand, like, melts, mm-hmm. you know, and then the T-1000 morphs into another side, and it's just uh, some more of the amazing effects in this movie. I know I almost sound like a broken record probably saying that. <laughs> Then he knocks the Terminator down, and the Terminator's arm gets caught into this, like, I guess, what would you say? Oh, God, it's right there on the tip of my brain. It's like a a wheel kind of a thing. like. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm totally drawing a blank on what you would call it now. It's oh. almost like hinges or, like... Oh, somebody will probably yell at me, uh, <laughs> probably yelling at me when they hear this and tell me what it is. But point being is his arm gets caught into this machinery and it's stuck. He's stuck. He can't get out. He tries to, you know, get out, but he can't do it. And the T-1000 just looks at him like, well, hell, he ain't going to move from this. So he just goes on his way. He ain't concerned with the uh, Terminator now. Sarah has got John and uh, they're trying to, of course, make their escape. And then uh, Sarah notices that that T-1000's coming. And she starts lowering John down Mm -hmm. to get him away. And uh, Sarah says, you go, I'll be right behind you, basically. And just as she gets him lowered down, she turns around with a gun and fires at the T-1000's head and blows a hole in it with this shotgun. But then the T-1000's head just morphs right back into its place. So you're like, what the heck? Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, y'all are wasting... Yeah, it's uh, like Weapons I said. Weapons is not working. When you watch this movie for the first time, you're like, how are they going to kill this I thing? Know. You know? Then we get the T-1000 walks up to Sarah, and as she's trying to reload her gun, he takes and turns his finger into a spike and stabs her right through the shoulder. And she just screams, which mm-hmm. I could see where she would, because I bet you that did hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then uh, he's like, called to John. And she's just like, no, no. And then he just starts twisting it. Ugh. And he's like, I know this hurts. And then we cut to seeing the Terminator. And he takes a pipe that he grabs and breaks his arm out of this machinery that yeah. it's caught into. Mm-hmm. So he's free now. But his arm's gone. His, his One of his arms is gone, but he's free now. Yeah. And then we cut back to the T-1000 who's still trying to get Sarah to call to John. And what he's doing is he's taking his other finger and turning it into a spike and put it right in her eye. You know, (laughs) says basically you do this or I'm (laughs) going to kill you. Then about that time, the Terminator has came up behind the T-1000 with a pipe and literally hits him, I guess almost like bisects him. Splits him down the center. Yeah, like a bisect, I guess Mm -hmm. what you would call it. And it just, he literally is like half. Almost like vertical. Like, yeah, half. vertically half, yeah. almost. And T-1000 turns around and kicks the Terminator <laughs> and just knocks him down. And he just pulls the pipe out of him, and, of course, his body reforms. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah, and this gives Sarah a chance to get away. And then this T-1000 grabs this pipe and just starts beating the Terminator with it. You know, kicking him off mm-hmm. the side of his scaffolding. Yeah. And just is beating him mercifully with it. 
Then the T-1000 is standing over him because, no, wait a minute, he grabs like his beam and starts ramming it into the Terminator's head and and crashing it up against the machinery. Yeah, because the T-1000 is grabbing this beam and is like pulling it and then slamming it up against the Terminator. And it's just, yeah. And by the time he does that, the Terminator, you can just hear like the gears and everything. It's Mm -hmm. like he's been damaged pretty bad. Yeah. Then uh, the T-1000 just walks over him with his pipe that he has and the T, uh, the Terminator's trying to reach for his rocket launcher. And just as he's trying to get it, the T-1000 stabs him right through and just slams the pipe literally straight through him. And then you can see uh, like his electrical power of the Terminator and his red eyes that the Terminator has just goes dim. And that's it. And you saw that in the first one and that was like yep. when he was done for. And to tell you the truth, when I first watched this movie, I thought, well, uh-huh. maybe that's it. Uh-oh. Because maybe it's going to be Sarah and John that takes care of it. Maybe that's the end of the Terminator. That's what I thought because the first one, it was. That light yeah. goes out, he's done. Then uh, we follow Sarah. Doesn't that show John like running down through the... Yeah, he's still... He's, he's still trying to find a place to hide. And is this the point where he starts hearing his mom calling him? But, he, he hears her calling him. Yeah, but we hear it, but we don't see her yet. No. And then we cut back to the Terminator. Oh, his eyes start glowing again. Yeah, and then we start seeing uh, his eyes start to flicker back. And, and then you see... scanning. Yes, yeah, so he starts scanning and you see mm-hmm. alternate power. So basically he's his, starting to power back up. His generator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty up. much. Yeah, because I guess uh, he had a, they have a secondary power cell. Mm-hmm. Maybe that T-1000 messed the one up, but this new one kicked, kicked in. Like you said, almost like a power generator. Your power goes out, you get another generator, and it mm-hmm. kicks it back on. And then he pulls the pipe out of himself. Because yeah. he's like impaled on it. And he pulls it out and then he grabs the rocket launcher. And then we cut to back to John and he keeps hearing his mom calling him and he's trying to find his way to her. And as he does, as he reaches and then he sees Sarah come around the corner and she looks like she's hurt and he's like, John, oh, thank God, you know, something like that. And then from behind this Sarah, another one steps out with a gun. Uh oh, which one's her? And then the one behind her says, Get out of the way, John. And that, that <laughs> that's tells, more like her. That that would tell you. Yeah. yeah to, and then John kind of dives out of the way. And then Sarah blows a hole in this other one. And then that Sarah turns around and you see, of course, it's the T one thousand who morphs back into to his uh, police officer mm-hmm. self and she just cocks this shotgun and keeps firing at him and slowly blowing him back to, to, to the end of this railing side of this scaffolding yeah yeah and off into this molten kind of metal mm-hmm. that's down there and she keeps firing and firing and he's pushed further and further back right and he's there right at there the edge. edge and she cocks her gun points it click nothing Nothing. She's Click. out of bullets. She's just like, oh, shit. And then ah. the T-1000 just reforms. So all that she did. And just shakes his finger at me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. About this time, they're just like, oh, God, we're dead now. And then, of course, we see the Terminator come through this, like, a uh, hole or this grating. Well, he's, like, on this wheel thing, and it it's pulls him up oh, it's to like their a, level. A, a conveyor. Yeah. Conveyor belt kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And then he comes through, and he's got the rocket launcher pointed at the T-1000, and he fires a rocket right into it. And T-1000 just looks out on itself, and then by the time, it blows. And this T-1000 is just like in a mass of shape. Yeah. 
it's like blew his body almost in half. And I guess that extra, that last little thing pushed and he falls right, right into, into the, the molten metal. This is like Frodo throwing a golem off into destroying the ring. No, I didn't think about that. But yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Because um, then you get a scene of him flaring all around in the metal and he starts morphing into everything he's ever killed. I liked that part. Yeah. I thought that was really cool because he morphs into everybody that he has. Killed. Because yeah. they said he can... He can copy you by sampling your DNA. So everything's DNA that he got. Was still in him. Yeah. And then he just finally, he stops reforming. And then he just turns into a mass and he's done. He is finally dead. Yeah, this thing, it took a lot to kill him. You're like, whoa. Yeah, and you didn't, uh, for a minute, you're like, how are they going to kill him? Well, that's finally how they did it. And John goes over and checks his mom, and then uh, he goes over there and helps the Terminator up, because Terminators took a beating here. He's like, I need a vacation. Yeah, he's like, picks him up, yeah, I need a vacation. And he's, yeah, he's in pretty bad shape. John and Sarah look down there. I think Sarah says, is he, is he dead? She says, terminated. And then uh, the Terminator says, yeah, terminated. So he's done. And then John pulls out. He's got his bag where it had the arm, the Terminator arm in it, and the chip. Pulls out that arm and looks at Terminator and says, will this melt in there? And the Terminator looks at it and says, yes. Yes, throw it in. Throw it in. And then he tells John, and the chip, too. He throws it in. And throws it in. And then Sarah and John, I think it's Sarah finally said over. it's finally over. And then Terminator says, says nope. No, there's another chip. And then he points at his head. And he says, that one's got to be destroyed also. Oh, no. Oh. This is where John freaks out. Because he realizes he's going to have to destroy him. Yeah. I think John is like begging him to stay because he says, I order you. I actually cried in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> because um, he's so attached to him mm-hmm. and the, the Terminator is so loving to him, wiping his tears out of his eyes. Yeah, and what does he say here? He, he says, goes, um, I understand why you cry now, but it's something I can never do. That's it. Yeah, I know it was something like that. And he hugs John. He hands Sarah the uh, thing to lower him down into the metal because he said he can't self-terminate. You mm-hmm. have to lower me down into the metal, the steel metal. And Sarah shakes his hand. You know, I guess that's the official like, you did good. You mm-hmm. know, you, you saved us. And he is lowered down into the metal and he's just looking at him and he says goodbye and he's lowered down in and he just slowly just goes down into it then just as his arm is going down he does the thumbs up as it goes down like him and john were doing earlier when they were working on the car and then you see from the terminator's point of view his systems shut, shut down. down he's yeah. he's gone he's uh, lowered down in there and john and sarah are holding each other and then we cut to the open road and it's basically like the future isn't set. And he says, uh, you know, you learn if a Terminator can learn the value of a human life, maybe we can too. And credits. Well, the I guess uh, there may be an added scene. What's that? It says July 11th, 2029. That and this is, is when it would have happened. That is the deleted ending, yeah. alternate ending. He says, we, we boomed down and tracked literally through a playground in the foreground. Children swinging on swings, sliding down slides like like she saw. Yeah. And then August 29th, 1997 came and went. Nothing much happened. Michael Jackson turned 40. 
There was no judgment day. People went to work as they always do. Laughed, complained, watched TV, made love. We passed a jungle gym, neither melted nor burned, but full of kids swinging and yelling. Past it, we dropped down to see a boy pumping the pedals of a tricycle, which was that tricycle where you seen the skull of the little boy in the first. So, I mean, you see that it didn't happen because they changed history. Yeah, because the alternate ending to this had Sarah as an old lady. Mm -hmm. And she was sitting there in a playground. I think you can watch it online or you can watch it on the DVD and everything, too. And John is playing with his son out on the playground. Mm -hmm. Because I think it says John is like a senator now. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. And that was the alternate ending. I think this ending right here made things a little bit more like what did happen. What would happen. It's your choice on Mm -hmm. what happens. But I do like that alternate ending too. But as I said, and that wraps up uh, Terminator 2. That's the end. Okay, do you want to... I only got a few little things of trivia to throw out. So, I mean, we can do that. If you want to go first, you can. Okay, um, I'm just going to do a few. Yeah. um, For time's sake. Robert Patrick trained in a rigorous running regimen while breathing only through his nose in order to be able to appear to run at high speeds without showing fatigue on film. He had trained so hard that he was able to catch up with Edward Furlong on his dirt bike. With great ease, so that was real. So he had to slow down considerably so he could... And then production took, it's just saying it took so long that Edward Furlong visibly aged during the shoot. He is clearly much younger in the scene in the desert, for example, than in other scenes. His voice began to break and had to be pitched one level in post-production. He also had grown so tall over the months that for one scene shot late in production schedule, he had to stand in a hole in the ground in order to maintain continuity and height difference yeah yeah i could see well, Lynn, linda hamilton yeah. yeah this is the only terminator film to win or to be nominated for an oscar it won four out of the six it was nominated for wow yeah i, I mean I you know kind of yeah it's still kind of frowned upon by academy award people the effect of the t-1000 freezing and breaking up was achieved by filming shots of an amputee fitted with a prosthetic and of Robert Patrick with his real limbs burned underneath the set, buried underneath the set. Hmm. Clever editing makes the effect appear almost seamless. Hmm. And I'll just do one more. All right. Arnold Schwarzenegger was given slightly used Gulfstream 3 airplane worth about U.S. $14 million by producer Mario Cassar for accepting the role. He gave him a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it kind of goes into, I mean, I can't go into this stuff too deeply, but I mean, is that all the trivia? That's all I'm going to do. Okay. All right. I mean, I got a few things I want to cover. One thing in particular, I'm going to try to keep as brief as I can. But okay. The film was released July 3rd, 1991. The budget of the film was $102 million. It made $520 million worldwide and Mm -hmm. was basically the top moneymaker of 1991. Buying the rights to the Terminator sequel from the previous production company cost the Carolco company, the one that made Terminator 2, cost them $17 million. That's before they even wrote a script, before they even shot anything. They had to pay $17 million. Wow. Because... They're they're praying to God this is a hit. Yes. (laughs) And they had to actually buy... The rights from James Cameron's second wife, Gail Ann Hurd, because she got the rights to Terminator sequels and the divorce. Whoa. Because in order to make the divorce cheaper, 
Cameron had sold her the rights for a dollar. So imagine the millions of dollars she got from a dollar that she paid. Dang. You know, not a bad investment. Mm -mm. <laughs> so, yeah, seventeen million. I need to marry him. <laughs> yeah, well, he, yeah. Um, I need to get divorced from him. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Um, and early concepts for this film included two Terminators, two T-800 Terminators that were both played by Arnold. One yeah. a good one and one a bad one. But they mm -hmm. said that that might throw people off. Another concept was actually one they was going to use for Terminator 3, which was a female Terminator. And a third idea was that they was actually going to have the guy play Kyle Reese from the original come back. And he was going to be the T-1000. So you would have had a flip. Mm. Of this time, the guy that was the good guy in the first was going to be the that bad guy. That would have been interesting. But they said they said they weren't sure if that would have confused the audiences, which I can kind of see that. And the last thing I want to go into is just something, I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible, but there was a scene I wish they would have filmed for this movie, and they didn't get to film it because it was uh, they were running so behind. It was a scene, it shows the future war the humans have won. John is like sitting there and they, he finds out they sent a Terminator through this time displacement equipment that they have. And John knows. And he says, send him in. And then this is when Kyle shows up. You actually see him from the first one. And John looks at him and says, are you prepared to do this? You volunteered. Are you prepared to do this? And he says, yes. And John just sits there and looks at him and says, okay. And of course, Kyle strips down. To go through the equipment and then he's sent off and of course um of course uh kyle is sent through the time and sent back to 1984 and then one of the soldiers looks up and says to john like why send him back why send that one out of all of them and, you know uh, john says well he volunteered and then he looks at the guy and just kind of holds his head down and says and that's my father oh. and then the guy just looks at him like stunned and then John is called over and says, uh, sir, we got a problem. A second one has been sent through. And this is, of course, the T-1000. And then John says, okay, well, we got to make a plan quick. And then we got to destroy this equipment so nothing else goes through. And then this would have been something I would love to have seen. John walks into this room and there are rows of Terminators that look like Arnold. Oh. Like laid up in these things like a little coffins. And then he walks With over. skin? Yeah, they're already made. Oh. They're all look like Arnold. There's just a row of them. Oh, wow. And then he just walks over to one of them and looks at it. So you know, okay, this is what he's going to do. He's going to reprogram his Terminator and send it back like you find out in the movie. Yeah. And then it cuts to the credits. This would have been a cool thing to see. I mean, they didn't get to shoot it because of time and money, but I read it in the novelization, which I still have, and they talk about it in the making of the Terminator 2 book that I have. And I just thought this would have been cool. Yeah. But I tried to condense it down as much as I could because I just would have loved to have seen that. But unfortunately, it wasn't filmed. But like I said, that's pretty much uh, my, the end of my trivia here. So I guess, uh, if anything, we're going to go into our final thoughts. And mm -hmm. since this is your pick, I'm going to let you go first. I love this movie. Like I, oh, I thought you hated it. I thought you yeah. liked Raiders of Lost Ark. You're like, boo. <laughs> One of these podcasts, I'm like, we're just going to get recorded fighting. They're just going to hear bumping all around. Yeah. And a gunshot where you shoot me. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is what David sounds like in a headlock. And this is what David sounds like when he's gurgling blood after I shoot him. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I, I loved it. 
I guess I was in middle school, so you know it was exciting, and there's a lot going. There's a lot of action in this movie. Oh yes, and yes, you know it was like this is when I picture the Terminator. This is what I picture, not so much the first one. Well, you said you to me Arnold's good because that's the one I watch most of the time. Yeah, and I can understand that. I mean, I've seen just about all of them, but this is probably my favorite out of all of them. Yeah. I, I can understand why it would be. I mean, actually, this one is the favorite of a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of, and somewhat, my tie to this movie was I was really into hair bands. And that Guns N' Roses oh, yeah. was a real huge tie for me. Oh, well, yeah. Just to hear that in the movie, because I love Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I can understand that. I mean, I'm not a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. I never have been. I think I said that in Running Man. <laughs> well, that's a, weird, though, but you liked his movies. You I did. Know, you I liked mean, uh, Running Man. Running Man. I mean, but that was one. not one I saw when I was growing up. Yeah. I mean, really, in all honesty, I think some of his other films, if you watch them, you'd probably like them. I don't know I if you've seen... Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. You <laughs> and would Twins. Like that. Yeah, no, I haven't it's watched funnier Twins. funnier ones. I haven't watched Twins in years. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> they were too odd. Yeah, yeah, very... <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, very odd. Yeah. I haven't watched Twins in years. I don't really remember yeah. a lot about it. But, yeah, I mean, you said you weren't a big Schwarzenegger fan. No, but, not really. But I'm not one. a big action movie person in general. I, I like comedy and I like dramas. And that's weird how violent you are. You would think you would like I'm action movies. I'm not movie. violent. <laughs> yeah. As you sitting there holding a knife to my neck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen to him. Oh, okay. He lets run his damn mouth all yeah, the time. Yeah, I do. <laughs> But you can continue. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's probably in my top maybe twenty five movies, movies of all time. Uh, wow, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, because I have to, you know, I watched it a lot on DVD. I mean, once I had it, like I used to have a copy that Valerie took, but yeah, I used to watch it all the time. One of my favorites. One of your favorites? I mm-hmm. mean, so that's all you got on it? I had a crush on Edward Furlong, so that was another reason why I wanted to watch it all the time. Yeah, I think I remember mentioning that early in the yeah. podcast. I yeah. even got my hair cut like him. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, with oh. the longer side and oh. the shaved, oh. the shorter side. Oh, wow. Wow, even his his haircut. Wow, yeah. that's saying mm-hmm. something. Well, I think you're not the only one I did hear of a number of girls at that time. Yeah. that kind of had a crush on him, too. Because so. it was such a big movie and, you know... What was that? Tiger Beat magazines, and or you know they had all the little teeny bopper little boys that all the girls loved. Is that magazine even still around now? Probably that, not. That just blew my mind when you brought Tiger Beat. I'm like, that, wow! So I remember much seeing online it. now. I'm not sure they even do a publication of it. I remember seeing that magazine on the shelf all the time. At one, he point. was probably in the same ones with like, um, you know, Saved by the Bell and. All them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the, the guys in that. Yeah, I hadn't thought about Tiger Beat in years until you just brought that name up. And I, I just had a flood remember. of memories. I can't all believe I even remember that. It just yeah. came to me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, do you have any other things do you want to add? No. Nothing else to add? Okay. I guess um, I guess we'll go into your rating now mm-hmm. of uh, 1 to 10 Terminators. 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. Where does this fall for you? An 8. An 8? Mm-hmm. That's solid number. Yeah, solid number. It's I too can, good. I don't. I don't know. If there's anything about it I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with that rating. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. I said, a solid rating. And you said that's this is like in your top twenty-five. So that's actually pretty high 
Mars. You know? Yep. I guess I'll go into mine now. Um, I'm trying to think of where the best way to start in, in this one because I have a number of things to say. I'm trying to condense it down as best as I can. I would say this is probably one of, I guess, what you'd call kind of the top tier kind of action movies that's been ever been made to me. I mean, hands down. This is, I think at the time, this was called a game changer as far as action movies, just how things were done, early uses of CGI, you mm-hmm. know, the T-1000, and just the stunt work. It was incredible. I know I went over it a few times, like, wow, I can't believe they flipped that tanker over. I can't I believe they did this. Yeah. Did it, like, I don't, because I wasn't really into the first one much. Um, was it seen as a, a better sequel than the first one, or just depend on the fan base? Now, opinions vary on that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get into that in my review here as far as what I thought on that. But I will, I guess I can actually do that now. This was deemed like, this is like top tier of action movies and it's a game changer. This film is, of course, a sequel to the original and there are people who like this one more than the original. I can't fall into that category, but I do think this is an exceptional movie. Yeah. It's an exceptional sequel. And it is standalone. Yeah, yeah, and and it's almost like I said, you can't watch this one though without the without original. That. Yeah, because it gives you more context on what yeah. you're watching. But in a way, it's more developed. Well, this movie cost a hundred and two million dollars. The original Terminator cost five. Wow! <laughs> so big difference. Big difference. <laughs> the original Terminator's budget. Wouldn't have even paid what they paid for the rights to get the Terminator 2 sequel. Was it 17? 17. Yeah. Before they even started. And you watched the original Terminator for that time, the effects in that were very good too. Mm -hmm. So Cameron really knows what he's doing as far as developing effects. But now this film, it's one that I guess I can put it to you this way. This is a movie that has a lot of action and a lot of chaos going around it Mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff kind of going on that you have to pay attention to. But it has a big key ingredient to it that the first one had that makes it great. And that's really the sequels didn't quite capture. It had a heart in the middle of it. Yep. It had emotional stuff that you cared about. The first movie, when you find out how much Kyle is in love with Sarah, because he literally says in that scene, Mm-hmm. That they're together, he says, I came across time for you because I love you. Yeah, and she doesn't even know really who he is. No, but <laughs> she's grown attached to him by that yeah. time. I remember watching that movie with this girl I knew years ago, and she heard that line, and she says, I don't, if I'd known that, she said, that would be it. He he would never get away from me again. Yeah, that's what every girl wants to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing... Would you come across time for me? Yeah. Oh, I did. I'm from uh, 50 years from now. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that. But I let the cat out of the bag on the podcast. I'm actually from 2050. You know. But, uh, yeah. um, Let me see here. And the first one had that core thing of the love story, which I really loved. That was the heart of it. That was Mm -hmm. the center. Yeah. The second one, the center of it, is the bond between basically the Terminator and, Terminator and that's their father. It's almost like a father-son 
kind of relationship. This is the father he never had. This is kind of a surrogate father. And also her kind of reconciling her memories and fears of the Terminator. Yeah. And the thing, letting thing, that go. And in this sequel, Sarah is the Terminator. Mm-hmm. The Terminator is more human than she is for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. If you really look at yeah. it. It's like this flipped. Yeah. She's like almost like a machine that's just... She knows what she needs to do. I mean, but it's like I said, that's the one thing about both of these movies that has it has that beating heart right there in the middle of it. Yeah. And it gives you that emotional thing that you can grab onto. And it makes you care about what happens. Because, like in the first one, when Kyle is killed, I remember I was devastated. Because he was like a hero. He was doing his best to save her and then he dies. And when Sarah is almost killed in the original, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember I watched that when I was a kid. I about flipped out. Well, I guess there was really no reason that he had to live. He just They just had to sleep together and get pregnant. Well, yeah. And the thing about it is, is I think in the original Terminator, Sarah asked Kyle, did John ever mention his dad? And Kyle's like, uh, no, but I don't think he survives to the war or something. So and, then, and then Sarah says, no, don't tell me. I don't want to know. You yeah. know, because she thinks, was it some guy I just meet for one night and then just kick him <laughs> to the curb or something like that? <laughs> and, you know, Kyle doesn't know that he's John's dad. Oh, he, he doesn't know? He, he doesn't know. Oh, no, okay. He doesn't know. Because, oh. like I said, uh, he didn't tell him. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, so he doesn't know at yeah. all. Um because it makes me wonder why John didn't tell him. Because maybe he'd be like, well, I don't know that I could go through with it if I yeah. knew I was going to die and I don't make it or something. I don't know. It's just very weird. He, he, but Kyle doesn't know. He's just there to protect her and because he's in love with her, but he doesn't know wow. he's John's father. Anyway, going back to Terminator 2, like I said, I could talk about both of these movies forever because <laughs> there's so much to talk about. One of these films that, I mean, the acting is really good. Yeah. Cameron really does get good performances out of people, even though I hear he's pretty much a tyrant when he's directing yeah, films by all accounts. It was kind of a gamble to put Edward Furlong in that main character because this was his first movie. Yeah, his first movie. Because it says introducing Edward Furlong. He he always got good stuff out of Schwarzenegger, even when Schwarzenegger's trying to play a robot basically or cyborg because you could see little scenes of where arnold's just looking where he's given some kind of like indication of what he's thinking and i love linda hamilton's character i I thought she was really good in both of these movies just a progression of her character like we talked about earlier from this little meek kind of waitress in the first one and by the end of um the first Terminator, she's already toughened up considerably. Yeah. But in this one, she's taken, like we talked about earlier, a step further where she mm. is just a machine herself in, mm-hmm. a, in her own way. And she was really good in this too. Special effects, I've already talked about that. Amazing stunts, amazing special effects. This is one of those movies that anytime I revisit it, I'm still blown away by it. Yeah. Just by how everything is done. So that just impresses me in and of itself. I don't know. I'm trying to think of if I'm looking at my notes here. And I think I pretty much about covered everything that I want to talk about. But like I said, this is a movie. It, for the few people that's probably listening out here who haven't seen it. My recommendation is if we haven't already spoiled it for you and everything. And you, you know, and you want to watch it. I say watch the original and then watch this one. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a double feature 
one night of both of these because this is a good movie that does kind of can stand on its own in some ways, but mm-hmm. you'll get more out of it watching the original. Yeah. Too, because you'll get more of a context on what everything it is. But like I said, I mean, this is just a great movie across the board to me. Like I said, I don't, I think it's not quite as good as the original for me, but I've seen the original before I've seen this one, and that one imprinted itself on me. It's the opposite for me. Yeah, well, there you go. It's always <laughs> usually the first one you see that, mm-hmm. that that thing kind of works for. I remember going to see the original in the theater when mm-hmm. it was out, and I was not prepared for what I watched. I think when I grew up, and I, I would have seen this one before I saw the first, second one. Yeah. I would have seen the original first. Yeah. But I think there was just so much going on in my house all the time. Yeah, well. Like so much. That was, my house was so busy all the time. Chaotic. Yeah. How, you know, my attention spans not anything, you know. Yeah, I can understand So that. it's like I have a hard time remembering. And as a child, sometimes you don't, you don't take in things the same way. Well, that's true. I mean. You know, um, as you would when you're an adult. I mean, the first one was a movie I didn't know what it was. Yeah. All you seen was Schwarzenegger on a poster with a gun mm-hmm. and sunglasses, and it said Determinator <laughs> yeah. on it, really. I think he kind of scared me. Uh, Schwarzenegger? He, the original. Well, it was a kind of a scary mm-hmm. movie because it starts out as almost kind of like a yeah. slasher movie, and mm-hmm. then you kind of see what the whole deal of it is, and you're like, oh boy, this is something a lot yeah. bigger. And I was just blown away by the story of it. The first mm-hmm. one. So, like I said, I guess it's what you were saying. You seen part two first, so that imprinted itself on you more. I seen the first one imprinted yeah. on itself more. There's no wrong answer in this. <laughs> you got some years on me. Yeah, I mean, I got a few years on you. And like I said, I seen the first one. The first one came out when I was like 12, yeah. 11 or 12 years old. But like I said, I mean, I'm going to kind of go into my rating now. And like I said, this one, I like the first one more, but this one is very close and actually and here's going to be the strange thing out of one to ten terminators one being the worst ten being the best i'm going to go higher than you and go a nine yeah yeah i'm going to go a nine on this one because the original terminator would be a ten wow for me but this one like i said maybe one notch below it's a nine but still an amazing movie just an amazing movie it's even a groundbreaking movie Maybe some people looking at it now will sit there and not quite get that. But you got to take yourself back to 91 and look at this film and look at the effects and look at what was being done at that time and stuff that ain't even being done now because they don't turn over tanker trucks in the middle of roads anymore for the most part. It's all CGI. So, but like I said, definitely this is one to watch. Terminator, Mm -hmm. Terminator 2 as a double feature. Yeah. And I guess, if anything, that is going to wrap up uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which is an excellent movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Excellent movie. I was very happy to revisit this one. I guess uh, we're going to get ready here. We're going to shut things down like the Terminator when he shuts down. (laughs) And the red eyes are going to turn off. Yeah, the red eyes are going to slowly fade out. (laughs) And uh, what we're going to do here, I want to, like I said, I. I appreciate everybody that's been listening. Yeah. And, um, you know, we got some good solid numbers on things. And actually, like I said, um, we got a number of them, like Bad Girls and The Running Man and stuff like that. They've got some pretty high numbers. Yeah, so we've I've got been, some people coming in for like one thing and they're, I can see that they're going all the way back to the introduction and then they're starting. So that means they like us. Yeah, they like what Yay. they're listening to. So I'm very happy to see that. And I appreciate everybody's listening. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know who you are, but thank you anyway. <laughs> thank you. 
And uh, you can get a hold of us on our Facebook page. Um, Mm -hmm. Feel free to contact us about anything. If you Mm -hmm. have a request for a movie or just any kind of comments or suggestions, let us know. Yeah. The email is uh, themovieclinic at gmail.com. And it's T-H-A, not T-H-E, movie clinic, all one word. And the main website that you can download the podcast is themovieclinic.com. Yeah, or you can download it there or any pretty much about any podcast app you have. I think we're on it from what yeah, I understand. Yeah, all the links are there. Yeah. So. Podbay, Player FM, wherever you want to go. Yeah. And okay, I guess uh, it's, it'll be time to announce the uh, next uh, film we're going to cover. And this will be my pick. Um, I'm going to admit, not as good of a movie as this one. <laughs> I'll put that out there already. But it's one that I don't think Sherry has seen, and I'm pretty interested to see her hear her perspective. Oh, you've watched the whole mm-hmm. movie? Oh, yep. Okay. I didn't realize you had. But the next pick uh, for the podcast is going to be The Wraith from 1986, mm-hmm. starring uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, Clint Howard. Basically, anyone who hasn't seen this movie, it's almost like The Crow with a car. Yeah. Pretty much, in mm-hmm. a nutshell. But we'll cross that bridge when we come <laughs> to it. But I guess, uh, like I said, we're going to wrap things up here. And uh, until we uh, talk to you next time, I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.